Have you been stabbed with a bottle? Yeah. Where? Up my ass. <laughs> so coming out of school, what was your f- sort of first career? Probably stealing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shot at. I'm, you know, been ran over. I've been hit with sticks, bricks, bottles. Not bothered. The martial arts I got into when I was about 18, my older brother, he'd come to me and said, uh, I found this karate club. The only thing I knew about was Bruce Lee yeah. and Kung Fu on the telly, you know. And you know, I went to first lesson, never looked back, you know. <laughs> I went from, like, karate to full-contact karate, then from karate to kickboxing, from kickboxing to Thai boxing, and then the MMA exploded. Yeah, oos, oos. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, he'll get knocked out, simple as that. That's what I used to say. You know, he's just coming in and you'd get like, you know who the troublemakers were. So you'd be on the door, they'd come, I'd pull them and say, look, you come in, behave yourselves. If you don't, we won't be speaking on the way out. You'll be knocked out and dragged out. That's the way it was back then. That's how we did it. Just fight, fight. Fight, more fight is just, you know, you know, you're getting ready for work on a Friday at 10, you think, here we go again, here we go again. I was getting knocked out tonight. I, I started like, well, if they can get it and I'm buying it off them, I know people I can get it myself. Cut the middleman out, so that's what I started doing. And it ended up and got bigger and bigger and bigger more and bigger. Money. And yeah, they got to the point where I was five, ten key of coke a week. I was going, going through my hands, you know, ecstasy by the boxes full. And got shot at, been shot at a few times. Shot at? What, what was that about? Just gang warfare. Yeah. You know, gang yeah. warfare. I was supposed to be going for a fight. And Over what? Over territory, with drugs and stuff. Oh. I was in Middlesbrough. So we went over and we got out the van, big bright cockerel. I was talking to him, and next thing I know, pop, pop, window went out. Could see three guns flashing all running towards us. Flash, 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 flash. Shot me pally, yeah. I went down and come out his elbow. There's fucking somebody laid on the floor. So I went over and said, All right, mate. It was one of Bry's pals. And I, I went, hell. I chopped him with a machete mm. and it oh. went in above his ear and cut him down here and it was flopping. Oh! The flesh. But when he was sitting, he went, oh. I thought to man in there, lift his top and stabbed him. Oh. This big guy had come through, a big black kid from Newcastle. I think it was the next morning. He come through and he got to the end and I said, or anymore, see what happens because you were getting lads away and getting a cup of tea in the night because of him. He was chawing all the tea bags and just helping himself to what he wanted. So he went, All right, ready enough. Off he went. I thought, Now, Dovert, next day, down he comes with his tray and then whoosh. And I luckily I turned and it got me here and I felt the heat. Oh. So he's done it and I went back and I, I thought, Alan, I'll rip my tops off, threw them on the floor. Tore into him. I looked at me shirt inside out. I thought, what's that? I said, what's that? He said, your skin. I went. I looked down. It was bare. Ah. You, could see all the, you could see me muscle and all the sinews. 
No! No! So many of you have saw the Richie Horsley podcast and heard the stories of Vulture. Absolutely mind-blowing stuff. We've got Vulture here today down from Hartlepool. We've got Jen. We've got the spirit of Wild Man in the room over there. Yeah, yeah. And Vulture was telling me that he's a, he's a big fan of Wild Man and he, yeah. he feels that, you know, if Wild Man had been here right now, you guys would be getting along, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, brilliant, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, when I seen him on podcasts and you could tell just what a kind of a guy he was. He was lovely. Just honest. Just honest, yeah, yeah. 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 So is it always? It would have been nice to meet him, really would. He'd be on it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that fearlessness. Yeah. Is that something you relate to? You just back do, in the yeah. day? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I had little or no fear. Most of the money I've been shot at. I've, you know, been ran over. I've been hit with sticks, bricks, bottles. Not bothered. Can we ask where the name Vulture came from? Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, it was infant school. We were uh, we were eating in the in the hall, and the local bully would go around and take food off everyone's plate, and he kind of got to mine, and I ended up sticking a fork in the back of his hand. <laughs> and somebody said there was a black and white cartoon out at the time, and there was hours of vulture with a bib on and a knife and fork in the tree. <laughs> like that vulture up the cartoon. <laughs> so I still get it now. Not everyone knows me as vulture. <laughs> and you say you got shot. Got shot at, been shot at a few times. Shot at, what What was that about? Just gang warfare. Yeah. You know, gang yeah. warfare. Yeah. You know. How young were you then when you first met Richie? Richie? I met Richie, oh, about 89, 88, 89, 1988, 89, I met Richie. Um, I, I'll tell the story again, I've, I've told this several times i didn't like richie when i first met him didn't like no he walked in i was training in the gym i was sparring and in he walks and i was aware of him walking in and my brother came to me my older brother charlie he came over to me and said there uh, this is richie this is vulture he's after a job and i went oh there's no jobs left there was i was wanting men for that night for the door so I said, oh, there's nothing, I'm sorry. And he went, no problem, thank you. And off he went, now Charlie said, he's a good hand, kid, he's a good hand, you know. And I went, straight, he went, yeah, he's a good hand. So I walked down and I shouted down the stairs, Richie, yeah. I said, you dicky boy, seven o'clock, mate. Oh, thanks, pal, you know. And we never looked back, that was us. We worked together for years and years. And then we even oh, debt collected, you name it, everything afterwards, even when we came off the doors. We were, you know, we were active together. <laughs> you know. So what was your childhood like? Uh, were you born in Hartlepool? I was born in Hartlepool, yeah, Westview. Um, just a council estate, you know. My mum and dad were good people. My mum, she had a mental illness. Mm. She used to go into hospital and get electric shocks and stuff and she could never remember my name and who I am, you know, when we visited her. Uh, she became quite violent, uh, stabbed me dad. What? Yeah, yeah, stabbed me dad. And she's a lovely woman, just she didn't know what she was doing. My dad never, ever touched her, never ate her, you know. She was beating him, beating him constantly, and he would just hold her down, if you know what I mean. So violence has been a big part of my life since being a kid. You know? How did your parents met? My dad was a sand plugger, they called him. Um, the, 
filled lorries on the beach for building, you know, for the buildings, the houses. So he looked like Tarzan, apparently. <laughs> massive, massive build on him, big arms, you know, not an ounce of fat on him. And all the girls used to sit on the sand dunes and fantasise about him, <laughs> you know, including my mum, you know. And they ended up together and that was it. Wow. You know. Was your grandparents, were they Hartlepool as well? Yeah, I never met my grandparents. Well, I can't remember them. They, you know, they all, they all passed before I was, you know, I've got no memory of them. My older brother has, he's three years older than me, Charlie. He, he remembers them, like, yeah. you know. And this is the monkey hanging tradition, isn't it? Yeah, be careful, there's enough rope left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what is monkey hanging? Well, it was a, a monkey washed up on the, on the shore in Napoleonic times. And nobody had actually met a French person. So they took it that this monkey was a Frenchman. So they took him on the beach and hung him. <laughs> Crazy. We were at war with France. We were at war with France. <laughs> Over a monkey. Oh, yeah, the whole monkey, yeah, yeah. It's a big thing in Hartlepool, it's your postcards and stuff, or the monkey hanging on the beach. <laughs> Crazy. Take a check. <laughs> so what was, what's your earliest memories? My earliest memories, I don't know, it's like school and stuff like that, you know. School and my older brother make me fight bigger kids and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his mates, yeah. Nipper, Nipper Gofton, Ian Sanderson, Sando we called them. We'd go to the youth centre in Myers Avenue and they'd pick people out for me to fight. Now, I had to fight them because they'd beat me if I didn't. <laughs> so it was like, I'd rather fight with the kid than they were all three year older than me, you know. So that was my earliest of fighting. Did you find as a kid then that was a bit intimidating for you, fighting people bigger than you, or was it yeah, a natural yeah. thing? It was quite intimidating, but I'd rather fight and take a beating off some you know, kid than them three year older than me. Yeah. You know? You know, so I'll have been seven, eight-year-old, and now we're like 11, 12. I'm not going to take the beating off them. Does it get to a point where you overcome your fear of yeah, fighting? Yeah, yeah. Is I that mean, at a young age? Yeah, I mean, later on, it's all about adrenaline for me. I could control my adrenaline, you know, and that's what all fighters do. If you, control you know, you your adrenaline? Control your adrenaline, yeah. How on earth do you do that? Just naturally, you just train, train, train. You know, I was in the gym eight hours a day. I'd run 10 mile every morning. I got that easy. I was doing 10 mile with a 50 pound pack on my back. Bloody hell. And then I was going home, getting some of the weight, then running to the gym, which was four mile, three, four mile, and then trained for eight hours. Wow. You know. Impressive. So your fitness was off the scale. Oh, yeah. yeah. How old was you when you were doing all that training? Um, well, I boxed maybe when I was about 14. Um, I did. I wasn't. I didn't really like it. The boxing, um, the martial arts. I got into when I was about eighteen. My older brother, he come to me and said, uh, "I found this karate club," and at the time there was no clubs about. And you know, the only thing I knew about was Bruce Lee yeah. and Kung Fu on the telly. You know, David Carradine type thing. So I said to him, "What do you mean, like?" Bruce Lee, and he went, yeah. I went, get away. 
Mm. Yeah. I said, it's brilliant, come. Come, have a look. Well, at the time, I hadn't trained for a few years, so I was a bit overweight. So I thought, well, I'll go. I'll get a bit of weight off at least, you know. Anyway, I went to first lesson, never looked back, you know. <laughs> How long were you doing karate for? Uh, well, karate, about seven, eight years. See, I went right through all, when it evolved, you know, it went from like karate to full contact karate, then from karate to kickboxing, from kickboxing to tie boxing, and then the MMA exploded, you know. Yeah. So I've, I've done a lot of each, you know. Yeah. As it evolved. Yeah, oos, oos. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? So if you do karate, when you meet another karate person, you go oos, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, what about in school, like the subjects then? Did yeah, you have any well, interest in studying? Yeah, no. I, me and school didn't get on like. Mm. What about sport? We just one of them. No, I was, I'm, I've never owned a pair of football boots. You know, the, the, my dad was big on boxing, so at five year old, I had a gum shield boxing shirt. Wow. You know, with shorts, my boots, gloves. You know, he, he just he loved the boxing. So he, he wanted us to learn how to fight. I didn't know till a couple of months ago when I was talking to my older brother, he said it was because he was getting bullied that my dad got us into the boxing, you know. And that Artie Pool is a massive, massive boxing community, mm. you know. Champions come out of there, you know. It's, you know, So, yeah, so I got into the boxing, he was getting bullied. So sometimes when you're a kid, you're thinking, when I grow up, I want to be this, I want to be that. Yeah. Did you have any dreams of what you were going to do? No. Um, I don't know, we just went along with the flow. I didn't think of a career or anything, <laughs> you know. I had nothing planned. So coming out of school, what was your sort of first career? Probably stealing. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my first career. No, up to no go, trying to earn money, you know. Yeah. yeah my first job, yeah. 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 What kind of things were you stealing? Anything. Cars and that. Cars, Cars. really. Cars were quite easy back then. Yeah. Yeah. Really easy. Had you yeah. been in trouble with the law until this point, or was that later? Yeah, daft little things, Sean, you know. Mm. Nothing major that was later on when I started, you know. Started with the cocaine and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. What was the first daft little things you got in trouble with the law? Probably shoplifting, mate. Shoplifting. Yeah, probably yeah. shoplifting, like most do, you know, most young'uns. Yeah. You know, shoplifting and... I got, I got caught shoplifting Marvel comics back Did then. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with that Fantastic yeah. Four and all that yeah. stuff. The amount of people who you shoplifted as gateway, the gateway crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably is, yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably is. And I smoked uh, marijuana. Now, I'm a big believer in marijuana leads to other drugs. Because if you smoke marijuana, you're more likely to take cocaine. That's my belief. I've seen people get addicted to weed and... They say it's not addictive, but these people spend all their money yeah, on it and yeah. their lives are like... Yeah, and I know people myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. people and myself the same, you know. I've got yeah. nothing against that. I mean, I don't take drugs no more, you know. Mm. you know. So you said you went in the Young Offenders for these petty things? No, I didn't, no. I no. never went no. to jail. Didn't go to jail till I was, oh, 21, 22. And what was that for? Uh, big assault. An assault? Yeah, and a fight, yeah. What How did the fight start? Yeah, uh, I was working the doors and stuff, you know, and chat shit and you'll get knocked out. Simple as that. That's what I used to say. You know, he's coming in and 
you'd get like, you know who the troublemakers were. So you'd be on the door, they'd come, I'd pull them and say, look, you come in, behave yourselves. If you don't, we won't be speaking on the way out. You'll be knocked out and dragged out. That's the way it was back then. That's how we did it. It's different now. But that's how we did it, you know. So what did the troublemakers do to piss you off that on that occasion? Just work themselves, mate. Anything, you know, anything. Nuisances. They'd come in, no, they were clever what they did. They'd come in with, like, ordinary girls and... That's how they got in. Singles, or they'd come in twos. And then when they got in, they'd end up with 30 of them there. You know. Brawling. Yeah. Okay. And who got the police involved? Probably who I was smacking. <laughs> you know, they'd come and work themselves, knock them out and the phone the police. This is it, isn't it? Just coming in. Yeah. It's caught kicking <laughs> off. And then, I'm going to snitch you yeah. out. Yeah, I got, I got nine months for two assaults and a malicious wound. I, yeah. Uh, the malicious wound was an elbow. I hit the guy with the elbow and I cut him from his mouth to his ear. Like a razor. It looked like he'd been cut with a razor. It's yeah. called a razor elbow. Martial arts move. Yeah. 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 It was tie, tie boxing move, it is. Yeah. Tie boxing. You were telling yeah. me yesterday about that beak move. Oh, the bird beak strike. Have you heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever used it? Not very effective. <laughs> no. I've never even tried. Have you seen my nails? So so the cops show up at the scene and then what happened? They arrested me, charged me. I would still be I had lads there, you know, they said, look, we've sorted out, there'll be no witnesses, no doubt. Nah, be alright, everything'll be alright. You know, that was my attitude. I goes to court. I thought you could every witness and his dog turned up. No. Yeah, so... So they start the shit, and what they do, they get all the girlfriends and everything in the court or something. He did it, it was him. People Mm -hmm. making statements wasn't even there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I had to go in, and on that occasion, it was nine months I got, and he was was on about two years, the solicitor. The solicitor, he said, you banged the rights, Vulture, you're not going to get away with it. Because of all the witnesses? Yeah, he said, if you go in there and deny you've done it, Go not guilty, and he's going to give you two, yeah? He said, well, I said, what do you suggest? He said, just go in, say, yeah. Stick yeah. your hands up, I did it, yeah? And you'll get a little sentence. So, well, bearing in mind, I said, Eddie Bryson, my cousin, cracking guy, he he was taking me, and he said, uh, we said to my wife on the way up, they don't see your tea down. We're confident. He came back on his own after I got nine months, and she went, Where's he at? She, he's gone to jail. She went, no. Nah. He, he went, yeah. You know, that's how it was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was shocked. So was it 50% of nine months you had to serve back then? Or was it- yeah, just half of it, four and a half months. Four and a half months I did off that. You know, Where'd they send you? Uh, I went to Derham. That was our local jail then, Derham jail. And then I got shipped down to uh, a Cat D jail in Weatherby. You know. What was your first day in jail like? I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange because you walk in and you, when you open the gates and you look at how big it is and you think, shit, this is real, mm. you know. But I wasn't bothered. I could fight, you know what I mean? You know, I could fight. I'd been training. I'd been in the gym training hard, you know. And would you say that, you know, you gave off that vibe then you could handle yourself and it kept you 
people from messing with you. It's like animal instinct, yeah, isn't it? It is, in yeah. The... Yeah, I believe in that. I believe, you know, you can smell fear on somebody. You, yeah. you know, I believe in that. So what was your first cellmate like? Oh, Kev. He opens the door. I was I think I was on the threes. He's eight ones, two, threes and fours. I think it was the threes. He opened the door, me in, shut the door. And that's sitting on the bed. All right, mate. I said, All right, pal. What's your name? I said, Paul. He said, I'm Kevin. I said, All right, mate, so I'm getting all my gear out, putting my sheet on the bed. All right, mate. So, all right. He said, what's your name? I went, I'm Paul, you're Kevin. He went, how do you know that? Oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Three times he done it. By the third time, I just went, fuck, I impressed the buzz of the screw. So I fucking get me out of here. He's run the twist. He went, nah, I can't do that. I went, get me out of here. I'll sprint me razor. I'll cut his throat and I'll fucking throw him over the threes. One minute. You have to, <laughs> if you make a threat, they've got to act on it. Mm. So when we got out, he got me out, I just got all my fucking gear together, threw him fucking out and see you later, Kev, you fucking hell, I can't handle this. So it goes down the stairs. I said to Scrooge, can I tell you something? I said, I am really, really fucking unsociable at this minute. <laughs> I said, put me in with another dickhead and I'll break his fucking jaw in front of you. I'll smash him to bits in front of you. And he went, right, right, come with me. Single cell. I fucking you do <laughs> You fucking do for me, you know what I mean? I said, you'll have no trouble out of me. Fucking leave me alone, you'll have no trouble out of me. Simple as that. You can't beat a single cell, can you? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Was it slopping out back then? Yeah, I mean, I went I went for fines. My first ever was for fines and not paying me fines. And fucking hell, it was bad. What? I tell you what, that... Imagine a really bad public toilet, the smell. It was ten times worse than that. Oh. And it was everywhere in the jail. It just smelled like one big public toilet. And, and you, you know, Did you back, get used to the smell after Yeah, a while? you do, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing <laughs> is, you know, we? when I came out, mm. when I came out, I could still smell it. It was weird, you know what I mean? For a few days, I could still smell it. I mean, it was like, there was four of us to a two-man cell were bunks. Mm. Squeezing through to get past people and a fucking bucket in the corner to shit and piss in, but you tried not to. You couldn't wait for them to open the door in the morning so you run the toilet. Mm. You know, it was horrible, slopping out. I mean, if you shit in the bucket, you cleaned it out. It was your job to clean it out. So you got all shit in all night. Yeah, so... And the food's not so good, is it? Sometimes it hits your guts, doesn't it? <laughs> fucking awful, honest to God. I wouldn't give the dog it, most of what you got back then. What was it? No, oh, just sh- your mashed potato. It was just mashed potato. There's no butter Porridge. or milk or anything. Yeah, mm. Porridge with no sugar. Mm. You know, it's like just basics. Rations in it. You're rationed in jail. Did you get along with the f- those four of you in there? Did you get along with those? Yeah, guys? they were all right, yeah. Canny guys, yeah. Well, I mean, remember, yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't bad guys, like. Did you have just, a job in there? Not that time. Um... I fucking actually, I phoned home and said, pay the fucking fine. Pay the fine, get me the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> fucking shit all this is. But it wasn't much better when I went back for the nine months, you know, later on. You know, it wasn't much fucking better slopping out and fucking awful, mate. What awful. did you have in yeah. your cell and, and on the nine months? What was in the cell, what it looked like? Fuck all. You got an out. 
just a bunk and a mattress. Mattress. Yeah, mattress and there. Anywhere to sit? No, did you sit on your bed? Fucking hell. Oh, You'd eat on your bed. Did they give you the Bible? Yeah, there was a one in every fucking cell. That was the first thing I went in the bin. I'm not. God and me don't get along, eh? Like. I did don't you believe pass in God. How did yeah. you pass the side? Twiggling my thumbs. <laughs> Honest to God, sitting on the bed. Like, fuck it. Were you doing that thing on the wall where you put like a line, no. line, line? You couldn't. You get nicked for it. You yeah? get nicked for it like that, yeah. Destruction yeah. of county property in Arizona if you damage things. Yeah, you get nicked yeah. for it. You get extra days. Really? They give you an extra days for it, yeah. So there's no point counting them. No. <laughs> no. What about visits? Did you get visits? Oh, yeah. All the time, yeah. Who came? Mm. My wife. I know, my wife mainly. Oh, we've not got the wife story. Yeah, we've got to get back. <laughs> so you met back? your wife? I'm 41, yeah. I've knew my wife. We've been Congrats. on and off for 41 years. How'd you meet? 36, straight off. Where? School. 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 Yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Sweethearts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a lovely girl. Oh, she shout is. out. Yeah, <laughs> Leslie. Shout out, Leslie. <laughs> Has she kept you grounded or tried to keep you grounded? Yeah, I mean, she's never had a parking ticket in her life. Wow. You know, when people realise I'm her husband, it just can't be, eh, it doesn't work out. And it can be. Oh, yeah, we've been married 30 odd years. And she's like, like, can't be. I mean, how did she feel about your first prison sentence? Well, she had no option, you know. She had, she had to go along with it. Was she in the court at your sentencing and all that? No, no, she no. was. She was there. Uh, she was at home. That, that's one where I said we'd, we'd be back at tea time, and mm. we never came back. Oh, I never, well, I never came back. Yeah. I ended up in jail, like. Yeah. So how did you explain it? So did you have to call her from the prison? No, I already went back and told her, then yeah. you know what had happened, and then I got into prison. One of them, you know, and I knew a lot of lads from Sunderland and places. So when I went and I was sort of looked after, you know what I mean? Mm. Like vultures here and fucking not to be phone cards and backy coming under me door, so you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lads looking out for me. So I was able to get on the phone the first day mm. and speak to her just to show her everything was all right and you know. And how many kids did you have at that point? Four. Four. No, we've got four now. At that yeah. point it only had one. So did she bring your kid to the visit? Yeah. And she I, always I, bought the kids. How old are they? At this point? Uh, at this point, I want to Dean, who you've just met, she's 30. You've just met his daughter. Yeah. I've got know. our Jessica, I think she's 27 or 28. She's a, she's a nurse in Naughty's General Hospital. Then I've got our Carlita, she's a district nurse. Uh, she's had all three strains of that coronavirus. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. uh, and I've got our Connor, my son. He's a chip off the old block, shall we say. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a tough kid. He's what he's he's got respect all over the place, all over the northeast, and he's only twenty four. Wow. Does he box? No, I taught them all martial arts. I had my own club. I started my own club later on in life, and uh, I used to teach kids karate, <laughs> you know, kickboxing, women's self defence, um, adults oh kickboxing stuff like that. You know, I do private lessons. Fantastic. I pay for private lessons yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was canny. There's no money in it, though, you know. There's not a lot of money in it, unless you go big, you know. So when your wife and your kid came on that first visit then, how long did that last? And, like, different security levels, it's different access, isn't it? Like, yeah. minimum, you can have a hug yeah, and a Yeah, it was minimum, like yeah, that. yeah. You, you could hug and kiss then. I remember when you could bring fruit in. What? You could bring fruit in the jail, yeah. And, uh, you know, I would, uh, fuck, I'm ass 
get me some oranges, oranges only. Get vodka, get a syringe, and fill it. <laughs> fuck me, I was getting away with it. Why? Fucking getting away with it, yeah. Fucking getting away with it. Did that get you drunk? Fucking right. <laughs> Get him in. It's all right, it does. <laughs> that went on for months you know before they actually realised what was going on, you know what I mean? How did you figure it out? It's be a grass on the wing, oh. you know what I mean? That's always the same. You Someone know always I mean? spoils it, don't they? Yeah. It's the party. Yeah. yeah. You'll be in a grass. That was it. What about hooch? Yeah. Um, did you have your own hooch recipe like Wildman had a hooch recipe? Yeah, it, well, we just, we, we made a war we get, you know what I mean? What would you make it with? Um, yeast, any kind of yeast. Yeah. Then you've got your apples and stuff like that, you know, you put all that in. You get that from the visit? No, you've got apples in there. Uh. I mean, later on, I've done a six-year sentence and I was like number one on the wing and it was hard because the women's eye security in there they were doing all the food. They would cook all the food. So it was hard to get things off them, you know, because there were screws there all the time. And with them being high security, you know, a level of security was more or less cat here. You know, they were watching all the time. So it was hard to do it in Durham. It was really hard later on. So coming out of the last nine-month sentence, how long were you out for and what were you doing before you went back in? Oh, while, yeah. It was canny while, yeah. Be a few, yeah, actually, before I went back to jail. Okay. Um, yeah, I just went back to working the doors and assaulting people. And <laughs> <laughs> Was there any big, memorable battles from those years? Nah, not really. It was just, uh, they come in, like I said, they, they chatted shit, they got knocked out, simple as that. That's the way it was. Anyone pull weapons on you? Oh, yeah, well, knives. Think... And all sorts. How do you handle those situations? I used to have an equaliser, like a big stick. I called the equaliser. <laughs> just equalises it up, you know. And I'd just tee them off around the fucking bar or the club, you know what I mean, wherever we were. What yeah. Facebook bar. Fucking anything you get your hands on. <laughs> pulling knives and stuff on you. Glasses and bottles are the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, because they you throw know, them at you and stuff. Fucking smash them and try and stab you with them and stuff, you know. Have you been stabbed with a bottle? Yeah. Where? Up my ass. <laughs> No. Dead. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did he blindside you then? Yeah, from behind. I was going to say. in my ass. And had, had you had any aggro with that person before? Yeah, I knocked him out a couple of times. And he just kept coming back in? Yeah, he kept coming back in. He, I think he'd got in, the, in, in one of the, the doors in the back. Somebody had let him in. Probably a new lad, you know what I mean? I was going to say, didn't you have pub watch back then? No, nothing yeah. like that. We no. were pub watch. We were the fucking, we were police and everything. Mm. You know, it was yeah. down to us. But yeah, got stabbed in the ass. They stab you in the ass for the simple. They do it in the jails, don't they? They'll cut you, slash your ass. That's what they do. Because when you go to the toilet, your muscles contract, so it opens the stitches oh. up and stuff. Mm. That's why they do it. All the jails, every time somebody gets slashed, nine times out of ten, is through the ass. Oh. You know? Is it? The ass cheeks, yeah. Wow. So the con that. contract, I mean, I, mine was hurt and it wasn't bad. Mine hurt for a few weeks, you know, was, I'm going to the toilet and I was like, oh, God. Did you yeah. go to the hospital? Yeah, I got a few stitches there, three or four stitches, that's all it was. Mm. But, yeah. Wow. Did you lose a lot of blood when that happened? Yeah, enough, enough. Ooh. Straight up, mm -mm. Uh, straight up. Oh, oh. painful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
So your life was going to work then and your family life, was it, in your early 20s? Yeah. I mean, I was training hard and working the doors. You know, deck collecting. I started deck collecting by then. You know, I'd got a reputation and people would like, I'm owed money, I'll get it in. Well, I know a lad there, Vulture, he'll get it for you. So nine times out of ten, I would just go and tell them who I was and they'd just hand the money over. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah, no questions asked. There mm. you go. Just shop at the houses? Eh, uh, any. Fucking anything, you know. Shops, houses, people draw drug money. Uh, could be straight money for cars, things like that. You know, just go and collect it back. Were there any notorious characters back then? You know, like we hear characters like Lee <coughs> Duffy. Yeah, Lee know, was knocking about. I, I seen Lee once. I never met him. Never shook his hand. And we were in a, we called them speakeasies. It was uh, in Middlesbrough. We'd go travel across the Middlesbrough after a bar shut. And there would be open all night, be a normal roadhouse. But when you went in, there was no furniture and they'd have like a shelf going all the way around. Lights blasting, music blasting. And you just tap on the shutter and the shutter would open and you'd get a can of red stripe for a quid. <laughs> so you'd they'd have all reggae music on all the black Rastafarians in there. But there was like, there was two or three in every street in Middlesbrough. So you, you could go all night in the speakeasy <laughs> and upstairs in the mall. If you went upstairs, you could play roulette and stuff. It was like a little casino. It was great fun, you know. And I once seen him in there, Lee Duffy, in one, in one of them. But I never, you know, I never actually met the guy. Like, what had you heard about him up until that point? Oh, he was fucking ruthless, wasn't he? He was ruthless. He was like the Terminator. He was just going and knock teams of bouncers out at a time. I know. He was only a kid. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been told stories where he, he's walked into a car dealership and when I want that car, and they just give him the keys. What? He drove down the road, rode it off into a lamppost, he's hoid the keys, walked to another dealership, give me that car, and they just give him the keys. He gone. That was him. That's how he worked. Wow. He looked like Dolph Lundgren, like blonde hair and was just massive, wasn't he? Six something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Natural, big natural fighter, like. Well, man never really looked up to many people, yeah. um, but he was in a prison when he was a young person. Right, so he met out, him. out your way. Right. And uh, he said they had the best Stotties. Yeah. Uh, was it Durham prison? Yeah, Durham. Stotties. Stotties. Big buns. That's what I'm we call them, Stotties. <laughs> so, well, man developed this obsession with Lee Duffy. And even when we, we got out of prison, he sent me this book, Fight to the Death. Lee Duffy versus Viv Graham. He said, you've yeah. got to read this, you've got to read this. Well, apparently, Lee was going up there. The stories I've heard, he was going up there and in his vest and his shorts, saying to the doorman, get Viv out here now. Mm. Viv's not here, so he'd knock the doorman out. Knock all the doorman out. Get Viv here now. And there was a dress code, he'd just shop in, in shorts and sneakers and a little vest and just walking anywhere he wanted. Just walking anywhere he wanted. In the northeast. Honest to God. Crazy. Oh, wow. It's all he's, you know. He yes. was only 25, 26 wow. when he died. When he, when he died? died? How did yeah, he die? Yeah. One of his friends, um, apparently he was on tour with his, his mate and they started fighting in the street and one of the other lads threw him a knife and he sort of lashed out and cut, him, cut Lee under the arm oh. and, and the main artery and he bled out. Yeah. Wow. Although they called the kid, he was a nice kid. I met him in jail. Um, 
he was gutted he'd done it like you know what that, that, that happened you met like him after that. he'd done it yeah, yeah 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 i met him after he'd done it he was a nice kid nice lad he was good it didn't happen you know how it happened you know but yeah so did he get quite a big sentence for that how long no manslaughter manslaughter i can't remember the sentence but it wasn't long yeah. it wasn't you know mega yeah but you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. There have been several right. attempts on his life that year. Yeah, that was the petrol. One guy tried to, put, yeah, they put petrol on him, tried yeah. to set fire to him. Yes. Couldn't light the match. Couldn't light the match. <laughs> Lee, knocked, Lee knocked him out, broke his jaw, got jailed for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think he got shot. He was limping shot, around yeah, as well, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so we had Nick Sorby on. Nick Sorby. Um, Jamie Boyle brought him on. Did Good you have any dealings with... Yeah, I know Mick well, yeah. Mick, yeah. 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 He had a, he had his own dormant company. I worked for him several times. Oh, did I knew you? Mick since I was a kid. Yeah. I knew Mick since I was a kid. Yeah, he's a good guy. Nice guy, Mick. Tell Jen a bit about Mick, because he's, he's yeah, got an amazing story, I'm learning, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a, just a, a, a naturally tough guy who could bang them clean out. They worked themselves, he knocked them out. I remember being 18, 17, 18 in bars, and they were just carrying people out left, right and centre, where Mick had... Flattened them, you know, working the tickets. Like they say, chat shit, you get knocked out, don't you? It's simple. But yeah, good guy, Mick. So he, how old were you when he gave you a job then? Oh, 18, 19, oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 18, 19. Worked oh, from loads of times. And then I worked I worked in a, a pub called The Touchdown. That was in my neck of the woods. It wasn't in the town centre. Mm. A guy called Mick Donnelly, a saxophonist, Got that right again. The saxophonist, he uh, he played with Michael Jackson, you know, Sammy Davis, Joe, all of them, all the top stars, Madonna and all of them, he played with all of them on stage. So he came back to Artipole and wanted to open a live music bar and he picked this touchdown. So I got a phone call, you know, Senor Knuckle, what do you want to look after it? So I ended up working it on my own. I knew everybody. There was never any trouble in there because, you know, they're all, I knew them all. You know, and it was good. The band called the Candy Ranch. Yeah, Stevie Ray and Kev Maguire, and he thought that he managed them. And they, they you know, they brought CDs out and everything. You know, we thought they were going to go big, but they didn't in the oh. end. Yeah, so I worked for Mick a lot. Good guy, Mick. Yeah. Yes, good if people want to watch our Mick Sorby interview, it's in the True Crime podcast. I'll put the link in the description box below this video. Classic stories from Hartlepool. Hartlepool yeah. Hardman and Lee Duffy stories, everything. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. pissed and all while I'm <laughs> It's vodka. Ukrainian. <laughs> Ukrainian, yeah, not Russian. <laughs> so what was your next brush with the law then? I don't know, I'm jumping forwards and backwards there. So, so we're, we've left off the nine-month swamp. Yeah. The right. nine-month swamp. I don't know. What was your next major situation you got in? I don't know, my next major situation, I don't know, I, I, I was up a lot, but I was getting not guilty. What sort of thing? For like assaults, you okay. know, fights and stuff, I was getting not guilty, so that suited me. It wasn't until 98, it'd be 1998 that I went back, I got six years. That was for a conspiracy to sell the north of England from Manchester to Glasgow. What? With cocaine. Um, ecstasy, heroin, you name it. What was your first introduction to drugs? On the doors. 
like in the doors. Because if you control the doors, you can control... Of course you do, yeah, profit, you control yeah. The, the drugs. So you're pushing out tickets at the door? Yeah, we tax people inside. Mm. And we had people in there, we'd take the drugs off them and give it to them. And we get paid. He got a little cut. The house recycles everything, doesn't it? Of course it does, yeah. 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 Of course it does. Yeah. That, that's how it started. And then it, it just got bigger and then it just went fucking crazy. That's what it's like mm. at the rave as well. You get yeah. people coming in and you just... Yeah, we used, get, we used to get, run. goes back to the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to work all the raves and stuff that were great. Yeah. Great fun. Great fun, the raves. What sort of music were you into back then, then? To rave music. Everyone was, was, yeah? Yeah, everyone was. Yeah, everyone, because it was on everywhere. It was you like know. Sasha, Carl Cox. Yeah, they yeah, were big yeah. back then, yeah, weren't yeah. when it was started. Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> your first E? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Well, it was from it. Amsterdam. And I swear to God, I was off my tits for 29 hours. I've never experienced anything like it. <laughs> Honest to God, <laughs> off me tits. What was it, a white dove? I can't remember what it was. One of them, see, I try one of them. So what is it? He said, ecstasy, what the fuck's that? He said, they're all taken, a man, the love drug. And I thought, fucking, I'm having to go, fucking hell. Yeah, fuck it. How long did it take to hit? Oh, Half an hour or so, and I was seeing all the colours were bright. Did your knees go out? Yeah, my knees, oh, the feeling. What sense? What, like you want to So, well, the first time you take ecstasy, right, yeah. it hits you like a sledgehammer about 40 minutes in. Yep. Your knees go right away. So, I, I, had to sat, I had to sit down. So, I'm sat down, and all these ravers are just walking around me, looking at me, <laughs> smiling. And I'm just like, <sighs> just smiling back up at them. Your eyes just go like this big, don't they? Yeah. And then your whole body goes so warm. Your clothes feel like they're melting into you. Oh, it's but it's like a it's it's like, feeling. Oh, you're like, oh. I'm trying to remember my first one. I don't think I felt like Oh, man. I couldn't you stop got, talking. You got ripped off then. <laughs> Sounds like they gave you speed. Yeah. You couldn't stop, stop talking. I was up for a good, like, 29 hours or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I stop talking. On real life. I felt warm. warm. Oh, you felt warm. Yeah, really lovely. Like if you touched yourself, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the yeah. I thought the exes you were going to put our job out of business. Yeah. Because they went from fucking fighting each other to fucking kissing and cuddling <laughs> each other. I was like, I love you. I love you too. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But how the fuck are we going to recover from this? You know what I mean? And they weren't buying beer either, were they? They no, were drinking water. water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, we used to get a fucking skinful before we went to rave, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But they got shit the ecstasy, didn't they? Yes. You know, I was getting them for 50 pence each. You know, it was like, I'd go to a fucking rave and, and put 30 into me straight away. Do nothing. Yeah, the work, but nowhere near. You know, the counterfeiters, the counterfeiters yeah. moved in and the heavy mob moved in and they didn't give yeah. a shit about the quality. They just wanted to make money, didn't they? Yeah, that's all it was. Did you have door wars up there, like Manchester? No, not really. Um, no, there was no door wars as such, no fighting over it. You know, Richie got us a sack on a job. We used to run Fifth Avenue, Paradise Alley. There were good bars, the main bars in the town. And uh, the Wilkie brothers owned them. They were millionaires off the sea call. And the day. They didn't speak to each other, Barry and Terry. And they'd stand at the fucking bar, and if I was stood in between them, Barry would say, tell her we're Terry, so-and-so. And I'd say, Terry, nobody should tell him. I'd just go, oh, you fuck off, you know what I mean? I'd fucking speak to him, for Christ's sakes. I worked there years, I never spoke. And fucking Richie had come in one night, 
And when you work the door, at the end of the night, you're allowed a can. They'll give you the can free. So Richie had come in and he said, I was working last night, but I never got my can. I'll get it now. And Barry said, no, you won't. And he said, fuck, well, like, he said, no, you won't. He said, I worked last night, I want my fucking can. You mean you're not getting it? And there was a little bit of, and I went, Richie, I, I knew he was going to knock him out, you know what I mean? I went away. I went, it's not worth it, you know what I mean? He said, fuck him. You know, they make extendable koshers. Yeah. The fucking kosher walked outside, two brand new fucking mechs belonged to the brothers. He fucking went right round them, bosh, bosh, lights out a lot. I went, fucking hell, Richie, you've just lost the job, mate. <laughs> we were sacked. I can imagine. We were sacked. Um, Eddie Elwood moved in then. Eddie Elwood, he was Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe, was yeah, he? Yeah. Was he huge? Oh, the biggest man I've ever seen. Yeah. I thought Bry was the biggest man I've ever seen. Until I seen, you know, Big Bry Cockrell. Yeah. You know, I thought he was the biggest man I've ever seen. You know. But he, Richie fought him as a, a boxer, you know. Did he? Yeah, he fought, yeah. He fought Eddie Elwood. Wow. Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I've never seen it. I, yeah. I believe it's on video. Is it? But I've never seen it. He was. This was years ago. He was a good boxer, Eddie Elwood, but he moved into bodybuilding and then he, he obviously had he won several the fight. times. I think Eddie won the fight. It was early on in Richie's career as a boxer and, you know, and they fought, they fought each other and they became good friends, they're really good pals now, you know. <laughs> they became good friends over the years and they're really good pals now. What were your other early escapades with Richie? Oh, fucking hell, just working the doors and fucking... Just fight, fight, fuck, fight, more fight is just, you know, you know, you're getting ready for fucking work on a Friday at tea and you're thinking, fucking here we go again, here we go again. I was getting fucking knocked out tonight, you know what I mean? It was like, it was fucking crazy. But he was a gentleman, Richie, you know, when he first started, I couldn't believe because he looked fucking menacing. When he, when he walked in that gym and asked for a job, I was like, who the fuck's that? You could tell. You could, I could smell it on him, if you know what I mean. Mm. But when I got to work with him, fucking hell, he was a gentleman. He wouldn't put his hands on anyone, you know. Would never put his hands on anyone. All that changed later, like. I was doing nine months for the two assaults and a malicious wound, and I was out. I think it was um, January the 23rd, I think I got out the date. Um, and it was, it wasn't, I think it was just after New Year, and I got a visit, and Richie walked in, and he had fucking two big black eyes. His face looked a mess. I went, what the fuck's happening to you? He said, I've had a fight. He said, fucking two of them's done me like. I said, fucking hell, Richie, we'll sort of, I'm out the 23rd, wait till then, we'll go and sort it, you know what I mean? Anyway, he fucking did like. I got out, I fucking hadn't been out today, and he's on the fucking, I need to get this sorted, I need to get this sorted. One of them was a cockney, he'd fucked off, he was out of the equation, but the other one, I'll say his name, because he, he's, we've all got on now, as you get older in life. They called him uh, Big Bryce Suckling, Sucker, and Richie calls him the caveman. The caveman story? Yeah, he's a fucking... He, he oh, tell, tell Jen about the caveman. Out. It's your bang, you're out. Hands Don't like shovels. Or just a fucking big lump of a guy. Mm. Didn't, honestly, he did not give a fuck about anyone, Richie. Um, sorry, Bry. Bry Suckland. And fucking, it was him. And, and this Cockney would, would give Richie, they were in a fucking party. 
New Year's Eve, Richie had been whacking all day, full of drink, in the fucking party. It was something to do with a girl. Richie was asked to have a word. He's trying to have a word, and they just fucking just smashed him to bits, like. So I got out. Like I said, it wouldn't have been a day later. Richie's on the me. We need to get this fucking sorted. I said, yeah, I agree. We'll go and sort it. So a few of us went over. We knew the pub where he was drinking. Um, we get out the car. We knew with the route where he would take home. And fucking, we went, looked through the fucking window. Richie banged on the fucking windows and fucking outside. Out he comes with a couple of his pals. My mates went to get stuck in. I said, whoa, whoa, what's not to do with them? I said, go on, lads, on your bike. You know what I mean? Now, you know. Anyway, fucking, he put his hands up, give me his fucking job, he put his hands straight up to Richie and fucking, he threw a punch at Richie and fucking Richie just emptied him like, and I mean, crack, crack, fuck, and hell, he went down and he was on him and he, fucking, it was weird. I mean, he's heavy hitter, Richie, one of the hardest, he's the hardest hitting man I've ever worked with. He can fucking, he hits him. He hits him with a, a left hook. And a right to the body, it's a broken jaw and three fucking broken ribs every time. He, he every hitter. So he got on top of him and he fucking crack. And every time he hit him, he fucking body moved. So Richie had to come on, crack, crack, crack. And after about the tenth one, I fucking looked at the lads. The lads looked at me and I went, Richie. And he went, fucking get off me. He wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill him. I went, Richie, not with fucking me, mate. I'm your pal. I'm your pal. Not with me. And he went, fucking, I said, we're here to fucking hurt him, not kill him. We know not want to be sitting in a fucking jail cell in the morning waiting to go to court, you know. So anyway, he got up and he, we were walking away and he was laid on his fucking side, out cold. And Richie just ran back and he fucking volleyed him. He kicked him in the face and fucking, he was laid on his side and he kicked him that hard, his fucking body spun round and he oh. was a fucking big guy, a big guy. He fucking hurt him, like, he hurt him. Wow. And I, go, I went to him and I fucking got in bed and my wife went, what's wrong? I was fucking trembling. I thought, he's killed him. He's fucking killed him, like. Luckily enough, you know, he hadn't. And now came of it, no police, and now, you know, give suck at his due, you know, that way. Nah, no police, no no, you know, good lad. Lad. So was the beef squashed after that? No, there was a couple more carry-ons. Uh, it was my birthday and we were out on the drink and we went in this wine bar. They were all wine bars then. Went in this wine bar and I didn't see him, but Sucker was in there. Richie got straight on him. And like I'm talking away to the doorman and next thing I know, there's fucking all else broke loose. So I goes outside and there's fucking sucker flattened, laid out again. And Richie's fucking staggering like, I say, all right? He went, no, you got me a couple of shots. Richie had walked out and sucker just came from nowhere, bang, bang. Caught Richie, knocked him back to the wall. He fucking, he thought, fuck me, I'm nearly out. Anyway, just he, more punches, he just covered them till he recovered and he just started bang, bang, bang. Laid him in the fucking middle of the road, the cars were driving round him and everything. So I went, fucking, he can't get there. So I got him by the ankles and I fucking dragged him onto the pavement. And luckily enough, there was a fucking ambulance passing. <laughs> and they seen them and I said, yeah, and they went, yeah, no problem. And we just walked away, left him with them, you know what I mean? But yeah, he's there. Uh, 
he fucking he wouldn't lay down like he wouldn't lay down fucking uh, fucking Richie he had him like he had him a couple of times what was the next encounter like? I can't remember now. I'm trying to think if there was another one. <laughs> it's like, was that fucking many, you know? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, honest to God, a night, fucking hell, every night, me and Richie, it'd be like six, seven, fucking eight men were getting knocked out. You know what I mean? Wow. It was like weird. You just like take no shit from nobody. But that changed, Richie. That first encounter when the two of them battered him. Because. When I started working the doors again, he started knocking people out, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on here, the lads?" Oh fucking hell, vultures! And you know, I said, "Since that's happened, do you think?" I said, ah, "I think it is," and they agreed. It changed him mentally, changed him the way he thought. I suppose he was like, "Fuck you, there's no more Mister Nice Guy now," you know. And he started fucking hell. He tell them once and once only. Then the, the, they never had his voice again. They were fucking unconscious. You know what I mean? Gone. Uh, what What do you think it takes to make a good doorman? Back then, it was you had to fucking you had to have something about you. You know what I mean? You had to have something about you. You couldn't just get a. They used to come left, right, and centre. They give them a fucking job, and they were sacked the next night. Or not for them. You know what I mean? I've caught lads hiding behind fucking pillars and that when the lads are fighting, you know what I mean? They're fucking that way, fucking boot them up the arse. That's where the fucking fight is, not behind the fucking pillar, you know what I mean? I've caught loads of them. Yeah. Fucking sack, don't come back, you know what I mean? You need tough guys, you know, that was, back then it was all tough guys, there wasn't no badges, you know. I've known a bouncer in Western Supermare who kicks one out of the club. Yeah. He hit his head on the curb and yeah. died. Yeah. Did you have anything like that happen? No. Fortunately, I thought I had mm. a few times. I once had a kid with a sidekick. Um, I don't fucking hell. I seen the bottom of his feet. And he slammed into a fucking machine, you know, the bandit. Mm. He slammed into, smashed all the bottom of the bandit in with his head and his back. And I fucking, I thought, fuck me. He was fucking twitching and... I thought, oh, fucking hell, yeah. Mm. Put him on his side. Well, it got the point with me where I was using my elbows all the time. You, you fucking break your hands constantly, you know. You're busting your hands all the fucking time and you're thinking, fucking hell, your knuckles up here. And... So <clears throat> we used to go to seminars and stuff. Um, it was Thai boxing. It was like Master Skin, Master Toddy. They were all the top guys in the world for the... You know, you'd go and train with them, and you think, fucking hell. And one of them, I can't remember who it was, said to me, Your hands, I saw I break them all the time. You want to try these elbows? And he showed me the elbows. Well, me, like, we're working the doors. You, you know yourself, there's a lot of martial arts, spinning kicks, all your different spinning kicks, all different techniques. And when you're in the fight, all that goes out the fucking window. <laughs> it's basic. You use your basics, your jab, your right hand, whether it be a straight punch or a hook punch. Um, for me, it was my kicks, but they were basic kicks, basic back leg roundhouse kick, basic front kick, you know, side kick. And then I had my knees, your knee strikes, and then my elbows when I learned them. Fucking hell, I got them off to a tee. But what I would do, I would learn a technique, go back to the gym and and drill, 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 all day, every day, all day, every day. 
And when I went to work, if I got in a fucking fight, I would try it. And if it worked, if it worked, I'd go, I'd go back to the gym on a Monday, right? No word of a lie, go back to the gym on a Monday. I'd walk in and all like that. Did it work? Yeah, they'd all fucking train us. Did it work? <laughs> ah, shit. I then I'd find something else. Next and they, they weren't lads, they weren't fighting lads, they weren't. They were just training in the gym, but they thought, if it's fucking working for bullshit, it'll work, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what I did. When I lent the elbows, no, no, back for me, you can't hurt your elbows, fucking hell. I, I went through front doors with them. Because you've got to be quite you close, know. haven't you, to use your elbows? Yeah. So well, what, that's, what part of the body would you aim for? The head. I was the head. Chin. Yeah. Head, chin, head. Yeah. You go all angles. You want to demonstrate, on, want to demonstrate on Jen? <laughs> yeah, the spinning elbow. How would you... Spinning elbow? Yeah, spinning elbow, you spin. Spin round, hit them with a point of the elbow. crap at this. Like that. Yeah. Something like that. Say that. <laughs> His body's spinning. I don't yeah. say like you were talking about your flying ninja kick. What is it called? When you revert, when you spin around and kick the bag in, in a yeah. jump style. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called in Can you that now? round nose kick. That's it, yeah. He yeah. did it the other day yeah. on a punch yeah. bag. It was quite amusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Training Jen up. See, they, wouldn't <laughs> work. they didn't work for me. No. Because you, you, as you're spinning, you've got your back turned. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You stabbed yeah. with a bottle up your bum. You get, you know, you get punched out of it. It's too movie style, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's all for the, you know... All for sure for me. Yeah. But yeah, point basics, basics. In you look at kickboxing, you know, you look at all the, the K1, the bouts, it's all basics they use. There's none of these fancy jump kicks and, you know, it's all basic and that's how fighting, it's all it's about. The basics was what you were doing on the bag in that Blaze class. Oh, God, that was rubbish. Punch. So we did this uh, class called Blaze. It's been, <laughs> it is quite difficult. It's um, like... It's like circuit, circuit training. Right. Yeah. So you do two minutes, like, pelting it on the treadmill, two minutes with weights. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. two minutes on the boxing, and you go all right. round again, yeah, and you yeah. do it 45 like minutes training. straight. But no breaks. I think it was like a minute break, yeah. like every circuit. Honestly, my boxing. I'm brilliant on the treadmill because I'm a great runner. Right. Weights, weak arms. Got to the boxing, I was like... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Prancing around, doing all these kicks and punches and bags moving. Yeah. My bag's barely moving. It's just staying still, man. Yeah. I was just doing that for fucking two minutes. As long as you've got the basics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get, learning to get a hip into the, the punch. You were like, stand, stand on your side. I was like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, Sean, and just carried on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some of the guys we've interviewed who've been doormen have described um, like Braveheart scenes where coach parties have come down from Scotland or coach parties have, and See, there's been big running battles. And yeah, all. <laughs> with, with yeah. us, uh, yeah, we have, we've got a place what's called the Collieries. It's like Easy and Blackhall, Pete Lee, all them. They all, they speak like, um, sort of like Geordies, if you know what I mean. And they border our, our town, Hartlepool. And there's, I mean, going back as early as the 50s, the busloads of them would come down and they'd fight with Hartlepool men. We called them Yakas. That's the name of Yaka. And they call us Townies. Townies. Yeah, so they were from little villages and little town, little small places. And they would all get together and come down and fucking all some carry-ons with them. I wish I had a fucking penny for every one I've knocked out. I'll tell you, they were fucking gamers out. Gamers fuck. They'd come in a fucking barn you knew they were in. you think, fuck me. Here we go. 
Uh, football hooligans. Did you know when a, a group of them was going to come and get extra yeah. help? They'd come in in ones and twos. Mm. They're the ones I'm on about. Oh, yeah. 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 Till there's fucking 30 of them. And then it starts stripping off and fucking, you know, just to wind you up. Yeah. Put your shit on, mate. You know, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Crack. Good night. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. So how did your life change then when the drugs started to come into the scene? Um, early 90s. That's when it started. I fucking... We had lads in the bar. I'd have some young one in the fucking bar. I'd tax somebody to give in the gear. He'd sell it, we'd make the money, like I said. And this night, fucking hell. I had the young one, he'd walk around, I found someone, he's selling drugs. Won't point them out. So I'd go and he'd go, Tim, there, point them. Right, no problem. So I went over and said, Can you come with me, mate? What's up? I said, I just need a wave here. So I took him out, down the back fire exit. Opened the fire exit doors, right? Drugs. What drugs? The fucking drugs you've got. I don't. I'm not on fucking drugs. Whoosh, bust his fucking lips. Trousers down. Squat. And the fucking lot emptied his pockets. Fucking banging on the door. Fucking. I'm busy. Well, she got the wrong one. <laughs> I went fucking shit me over there, mate. He said, I, I don't take drugs, mate. He said, I'm a professional football player. I play for Sunderland. No. I, thought, I said, hey, mate. I fucking. Get your get, get your sword, I took them in the toilet, washed them down, you're okay. Got them a fucking pint. I thought, fuck hell, this will be in the papers, this bastard. <laughs> he, he was right as rain. <laughs> down I got him a fucking pint. I said, listen, any time you come to this door, there was always queues at the door. Always. Fucking 30, 40 people sometimes. Come straight to the front, don't care who you're with, just ask for me. Bullshit. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, fuck, thanks, mate. Thanks, you know. I thought, fucking hell, I've just slapped him, bust his lips and fucking, you know, accused him of fucking yeah. selling drugs. <laughs> the young one said, no, it was the one stood next to him. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> Did you get the one stood next to him? No, the fuck, straight on it. So it was out oh. the, straight out the door, you know what I mean? Gone. Yeah. Straight out the door and gone. But yeah, it was things like that. And then I, I started like, well... If they can get it and I'm buying it off them, I know people, I can get it me fucking self. Cut the middleman out. So that's what I started doing. And it ended up and got bigger and fucking bigger and bigger More and bigger. Money. And yeah, they got to the point where I was fucking five, ten key of coke a week. I was going, going through my hands, you know, ecstasy by the boxes full. And did your wife know about this? Or did you keep it from her? Yeah, she knew. But uh, she was just like... Get on with it, fucking don't you know? Turn a blind eye. Yeah. Yeah, she had to. I was mm. doing it whether she liked it or not. You know, simple. Mm. You know, it was what I was doing at the time. But yeah, I fucking I moved. I got. I wouldn't say I was a fucking kingpin or anything. You know what I mean? But I got fairly up there. You know, before I got caught. And we, it is a lot of averages. <laughs> what goes up must come down. I'll fucking tell you. We that lesson. We taxing dealers' houses. Oh yeah, yeah, dealers. What first time you went in a, someone's house? How did that work out? Um, I remember going to my house, um, ski masks on, they had an aluminium baseball bat, about four of us, no kids in the house, I wouldn't go where there was kids, no kids in the house, that'll do me, we goes in, the lad gets up, tries to have a go, so I cracked him, broke his wrist, snapped his wrist with a baseball bat, fuck, sit down, there's two lads sitting there, and fucking funny, you know, it's just aluminium baseball bat, and I went, 
Oh, a fucking yes. And I went, yeah, hear that. Fucking go ping pong, ping pong. <laughs> fucking hell, is your brain bigger than his? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then we go, get in the couch. Anyway, we went in two minutes, the fucking door opened, the fucking little bed started screaming. I went right out. Mm. No way, the kids, the kids, the bed was next door and she walked through the back and into the back door. Walked in and the fucking nose with baseball bats and ski masks mm. on, not very nice. Like, I wouldn't like it for my kids, you know what I mean? Mm. So I said, Oh, well, let's go. Anyway, we, we missed big time there. There was fucking 50 odd grand in cash. There was fucking there was cocaine, cannabis. There was fucking all sorts to be had. One of them things. Yeah. What was the biggest score you had at someone's house? Oh, 30 grands, 40 grands, 50 grands. You know, it, it, it depends. Depends. Well, yeah, yeah, queer old girl. There's a queer old girl. Did they generally roll over when they saw you for, or did yeah. they resist? Yeah. yeah, they'd roll over mainly, mostly. Mostly. Sorry. Mostly you'd roll over. I mean, it, if I thought for one second they weren't going to roll over, I'd go in with fucking extreme violence. That's the way it was. Mm. What about the people they were working for? Did they try and... No, not never come back. No, never come back. They were left with the bill. See, you get yeah. you get the guys who's fucking. They're supplying them. We'd go and tax them. Didn't matter the fucking supply, yeah. I don't care who's took the fucking drug. You still owe me the money. Mm. That's the way it worked. Sometimes yeah. the suppliers just take it back off them, don't they? Yeah. Through robberies, yeah. bill them, yeah. and they've got the drugs back. Put the drugs back. Yeah. Send somebody to tax them. Yeah. Have you seen that happen? Oh no, not happen yet. Yeah. 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 I know that happened. And they still build, just build them. They get the drugs, so they get twice the price, the drugs. Just oh. put them out again to someone. Wow. It's a dirty yeah. business. Oh, it's a dirty don't, business. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't get gangsteritis, kids. Gangsteritis. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I've just said it, what goes up must come down. It's a lot of averages. I'd advise anybody not to get into drugs or sell drugs. Don't even take them if you can help it. When wow. my son said to me, Dad, he said, you know, you knock about with bad people, bad things will happen. And I went, you're right, son. It's a good way of putting it. You're right. Now, he's out of it all now. Um, he's got a partner, Beth. She's lovely. She's like my daughter. I always say she's like my daughter. She's great. We've got my grandparent. She's four. Our little Rosa May. She's gorgeous. And then he was just uh, eight-month-old, identical twins, Charles oh. and Chester. Oh. They're hellish. Honest to God. I bet they set each other off. Mm. Yeah. Oh. oh, they're great, honest. So yeah. he's like, he settled down now. And he said, Dad, I'm finished with it. He was into the drugs and he stopped it all. You know what I mean? Selling, fucking taking. He was doing a lot. He was fucking hurting people badly, you know. Mm. You know, and I mean badly. Mm. Uh, ten times worse than what I ever did. I won't go into detail, but you can imagine. Yeah. But he's out now. He's out. He's like, I'm not going back to that dad. The last six months, fantastic. He's in all the time feeding, out feed, you know. Great kid. He's turned out a great kid. I was already for a long time, right? But he's turned out a great kid. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. I am, yeah. 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 So let's go back to the day you got caught. But before that... Before that? Like, if you watch Scarface, uh, Casino, Goodfellas, there's a story arc, isn't there, where everyone's having a blast. <laughs> it's glitz, it's glamour. Yeah. Then the feds start popping up. Yeah. Did you, did you have nice cars and... Yeah, yeah. Fucking what were you spending boats, your money on? Fucking... 
Like I said, yeah, fucking have speed boats, little fishing boats, fucking anything. Tugboat. I'd have little seven, eight fucking. Boats, go I'd have, get French monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have seven, eight fucking cars outside, you know what I mean? I, did, I didn't need them. Well, you weren't going to use them all at the same time. Exactly. One for every day of the week. Yeah. I've seen some of it. I'll have it. I'll buy it. Did you think, mm. like, you know, this is a bit flash and it's going to attract the heat? Yeah, you do, but that cocaine. One, you take a night and become complacent. For me, I was, you know... How, how did you get introduced to cocaine? On the doors. Just mm. working the doors. That you know first I mean? line, can you remember doing it? Mm. Not really, but I know it was... I remember the, it was good. It was a good feeling. You know what I mean? Invincible. Yeah. And yeah. you become complacent with it, and that's when you make mistakes. Scrambles your decision-making yeah. processes, yeah. And you don't realise. You don't realise. Because you're happening. invincible. Yeah. There's a cloud in your head, yeah. isn't there? yeah. I mean, uh, when I got the six year, when I, I hooked, they arrested me and, and remanded me, fucking on my body went into shock, you know, because for two years, the wife never cooked a meal. We'd pick the kids up from the school and go to posh restaurants and stuff, and I'd be having, like, a steak with a lobster on, and you know what I mean? You'd, you'd just order the kids what they wanted. The bill would be fucking so good. quid. I'd sit and go, she's driving, I'll have a bottle of champagne on a tea time. Mm. Like fucking 50, 100 quid for a bottle of champagne. I wasn't bothered. Champagne and cocaine. Yeah. Mm. Did you, did, was there any clues that the police were on to you before the arrest? Not really. Like uh, any any of your colleagues caught, you know, were, were arrested or anything, any little bus? No, no. My local pub where I drank, called the King Aussie. Now, we're creatures of Abbott. So I would go in the pub and I sat in that seat. That was my seat. Now, if I went in and anybody was sitting, they would just get up and get, you know, they weren't scared of me. It was just the new that's where I fucking sat. So it was a busy pub, a really busy pub. And uh, sorry, you just get pissed again. <laughs> it was a really busy pub and there were a lot of people in, a lot of strangers had come in. No, I didn't know. The police had been coming in, probably in couples watching me, and they've sort of, that's where he sits, he sits there. So I didn't know, they've come in, they bugged the fucking table. Oh. So I've been sitting with me fucking phones, three oh. phones, one for personal, two for business, and fucking constantly. What year was this? Oh, that would be 97. So you had one of those big old Motorola no, these, phones? Or? Oh, Nice things. There were little nice things. I mean... Oh, the Nokias that came later, little ones. What did you just call it? There was that. There Nokia. Was that. I'm just thinking about the technology back then because there was the... Yeah. Early 90s was the big... Yeah, the big... House brick yeah. Motorola oh, phones. Yeah. But then there was the little Nokias, wasn't it, that came yeah. late, in the, the later 90s? The Nokia 3310. Yeah. We had the, I had these little banana phones. The banana like, ones. And the, the, the slid down so you get the keypad. What, like the one with the box? No, it's not like, really speak, little tiny things. Yeah. I mean, there were that new, you couldn't get top up in Antipole. There was no contracts and it was top up, so we had to go all the way to Stockton, which is a, a quite a distance to get like a top up on it. So I'd just get a hundred pound a time, top up. Yeah. You know. Did you use pages? Yes, we started with pages. Yeah. That's what we started with. Because that's what we did. We like someone would page you, you go to a payphone and you say, Yeah. <laughs> we're going to meet you at so-and-so and then you just talk in person so there would nothing be over the phone. That's yeah, how we did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, I've never used a pager. Yeah. So yeah. if someone paid you like 666, 
like usually wild man had done something and have to go and fucking <laughs> get down there and sort it out. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but they bugged the table so that, you know, they had me bang the rights. Then so what did the catch you say in? Just fucking drop a key off there, fucking oh. drop a key off there. Yeah, so you were, you know, were, you, were you saying prices? key? Were you saying key? I you will have been, cold, yeah, because you think words. you're fucking safe, don't you? you think Plus you're, you're full of yeah. cocaine, complacent again. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So... I'd, I'd, I got on them in the end. I actually realised because mm. I was. We were asked to go and meet with two guys. The guy who, who I was dealing with, he said, "There's two guys that want to deal with you. One's from London, one's from Scotland, Glasgow." I said, "Right." I said, "How do you know them?" He said, oh, "I've knew them eighteen months. I've been seven, you know, eighteen months." I said, "Right, we'll go and meet them then." So we go. The outskirts of Bartlepool, and it's a massive car park where this, it's the Toby Carvery now, hotel with the Toby Carvery. Now, we goes to this place, gets out the motor, walks across, and there's a fucking long wheelbase transit van. And if I say to you, this van couldn't have been fucking drove, the back end was touching the floor. And I just went, that's fucking odd. That's odd. And I looked in the front, and it was clean, and I mean clean. There wasn't a piece of paper, a pen or anything, I thought. So I'm banging on the fucking van. My pals go, you fucking been paranoid, I thought. I fucking am, it's a cocaine, probably. So I thought, ah, fucking, let's go. So they came in the discovery, so we get in the back, we're chatting away, talking about fucking drugs. And then one of them goes to the lad I was with. Sorry, what's your name again? I went, sorry, what's your name again? 18 months you've been dealing with him, you don't know his name, he went. I said, you fucking idiot, he went. I've only met them twice. I went, oh. Oh. The, the fucking policeman, the busies. He mm. went, no, we fuck, no, we not, no. I said, the fucking busies. They didn't know, but I was surveilling them. I had a lad in a car opposite. He gets there half an hour before I go to a meeting, and he got there, he, he left half an hour after to see if there was any activity. So we're heading back to mine on the year 19 and my phone rings and my pal goes, see that fucking white transit van? About 30 of them has just got out of there. The fucking, the van was full of them. Oh. Yeah, he said, there's fucking cars pulling off the estate opposite. There's fucking, he said, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, bullshit. I said, we're fucked. Mm. I said, I'm fucked. That's it now. I know. So I went home, gathered as much fucking money as I could around me, so I shut shop, phone said shut shop, that's it. And I fucking went on me toes. Ooh. I went on me toes. Where did you go? Uh, all over the fucking place. <laughs> An escapade it was. Where'd you start? But, yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough, I think I went to, then I went down to Manchester. I spent a bit of time down there. Did you just get hotels or mates? Yeah, or? hotels, yeah. How much hotels. cash did you have? I think about 10 grand. Yeah. And when that ran out, I came home and I thought, I'll get some more. I'll tell you how I got away from the place. My pal, who would, he'd do the surveillance for us. Gog, we call him. He's a good pal of mine, Gog. We call him Gog. Anyway, I said, I phoned him and I said, do me a favour, the underground car park in Hartlepool Town Centre. I said, drive there. I said, as you go in on your left, get a parking space there and tell me when you're there and open your boot. I'm getting in. He went, right, no problem. So, my wife's driving me. 
I'm looking in the fucking mirror. There they are, two cars behind us, you know what I mean? Helicopters out. Fucking helicopter was out a lot. They were following me. So we get round just before the car park, and I seen him, he's parked there. I'll give her a kiss, I said, I'll see you later. And as we pulled in, she stopped. I just got straight in his boat and shut it. She drove round, parked up. They pulled in, she said. She said, and then I just seen them running everywhere when they realised I wasn't there. They were fucking running all over the place. We've lost them, we've lost them. I was gone. Mm. Got about five or six miles outside of Ali Poland. He just opened the boat, got on the front with him, and off I went, you know what I mean? Wow. But soon as my money ran out, I had to come back. And what I used to use, and it was stupid, probably the cocaine again, I used hire cars. Right. I always used hire cars. So... I phoned my wife to pick me up at the point. I said, pick me up just outside of Valley Pole. I said, I'm, I'm going to nip in because the lads, people owe me money. I'll just collect the money and I'm gone again. Anyway, I think you only got the fucking second house. And uh, I, I collected the fucking money. I had the money in my pocket and I had a, had a fucking big gold chain and the, the wife had bought me a, a solid gold shotgun. And when you cocked it, you, it had solid gold cartridges. So he had that on, he had a fucking big bracelet, fucking rings. It's it wasting money, you know what I mean? So I had a fucking, I had a vest and a pair of shorts on and flip-flops. <laughs> so I comes out this fucking house, I just collected the money. And I fucking walked and I thought, what the fuck's that? There's red dots all over me. I thought, fuck. I looked up and he shouted, get on the fucking floor, they're over the wall. Hiding behind the wall. I went, fuck it, I'm getting on no floor. Fuck it, it was lovely summer's day. <laughs> I thought, I'm fucking getting on no floor. And they fucking come running around, they're pointing guns at me head. I said, fucking behave yourself, man. Why am I going to pull a gun? I've got a fucking vest and a pair of shorts on, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so anyway, my fucking wife sitting in the car crying, fuck <laughs> So there was two local busies there. You know, they were just like... It was National Crime Squad who was after me at the time. They were unpicked guys from all over the country. They knew the job, you know what I mean? So the two local busies knew me, and they said, he's fucking all right, man, he's all right. We've had no trouble with him. I never had trouble with the place, never, you know what I mean? The fucking hell, the biggest fucking gang in the world. Fuck me, you know what I mean? They started off peelers. Fuck me, look at them now. Fucking multi-million fucking billions. Fucking helicopters and guns and fuck. You can't fight them bastards, you know what I mean? I have knocked a few out, I like, wouldn't have mind. <laughs> anyway, I knew I was under arrest. So I said, look, all this fucking jewellery, it's no good to me. I'd give it to the wife. Is that all right? I had my fucking shorts on. I had about fucking three or four grand in there and all. And the fucking debt list. And I thought, if I get caught with the debt list... I'm fucked, big time. I'm going. I'm fucking, you know what I mean? There's no fucking, uh, no doubt about it. And I'm going big time. So I said, can I, so I took all my jewellery off. And I, I said, I've got a few quid in my pocket. Can I give out one? I said, he said, oh yeah. So the angle I was, they didn't see me put the fucking money in the debt list in the fucking carry on. Oh, wow. As soon as she had it, I thought, thank fuck for that. They wouldn't let you get away with that these days. No, no. 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 It was only the two local busies who knew me allowed me to do it. Normally they'd just fucking put the cuffs on, they're not bothering what you've got, you know what I mean? But yeah, I fucking, I was trapped, that was me. When I went to fucking, in the police station, fucking hell. <laughs> my body, you know, with the cocaine, that much cocaine, that much fucking drink and that much fucking nice food, you know, posh restaurants. I 
fucking shook like a shitting dog for about three days and I could not stay off the toilet. Honest to God. Honest, oh, it was horrible. So the, I said, the fucking feeding me bog roll under the fucking door. It was that bad. Oh, no. I'm just running straight out the bog roll, yeah, toilet roll. And after fucking three days, I sort of sat down on the fucking bed. I put my head in my hands and thought, what the fuck have you done? Mm. It dawned on me then, what the fuck have you the done? The cloud lifts, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm doing like, all that what drug. What the fuck have you done, you fucking idiot? You mm. fucking pure idiot. I've got fucking young kids and everything at home, and young, I was going for years, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I think O'Connor was 18 months when I went in. He was fucking five when I got out. You know what I mean? It's not nice. It's not nice when you got a wife and kids, you know, she had to cope with her own and, you know, she never missed a visit. Never missed a visit with us. You know, she'd drive two and a half hours there and two and a half hours back with the kids. I had a minibus, a nice minibus that I bought her, you know, and she loved it. She'd put the kids in that uh, tables that screwed in and they could face each other and play cards oh. and draw and oh. stuff, you know. Lovely. She had it for years. So she'd bring them in that, you know, so she never missed a visit, my wife, you know, bless her. How did you get a lawyer? Um, through me pals in Sunderland, they sorted me. I, I got I got two lawyers. I sacked them because they told me I'm getting 14, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're looking at a 14 for this. And I'm like, fucking, nah. I'm fucking sacked. Get me another any. A good, really good pal of mine from Sunderland, Mickey Punchin, good kid. He actually got me a lawyer. He said, I'll get you one. He got me. The guy came and he told me the fucking same. And he said... You've sacked two, you've sacked two solicitors. I said, yeah. He said, you're gonna sack me and all. You're gonna sack the next one. The next one that comes, because we're all gonna say the same. I said, right. I understand. I said, so what do you reckon? He went, you're gonna have to go get me. I said, they've got no fucking drugs, no money, no out. Conspiracy. Yeah. I mm. said, they've got you on a conspiracy because of your phones and you're talking and getting in that car and talking. And that. I said, what if I was talking about stolen helicopter parts? <laughs> he said, you'd be here for conspiracy to sell stolen helicopter parts. I went, are you shitting me? He went, no, oh, that's how it works. You're fucked. So I had to go guilty. And yeah. fortunately enough, I got six years. I was over the moon. I went down the stairs, got a visit, closed visit. With the wife, she's crying. I'm fucking bouncing all over the place. <laughs> she went, what, what the fuck? What are you doing? I said, I got six years. She went, I fucking know you did. You're going to be in for years. I went, but I didn't get 14. <laughs> no, man, imagine if I'd got fucking 14. Oh, fuck that. So I said, yeah, we'll have to deal with this. She went, you're right. We'll have to deal with it. We did. We dealt with it, you know. What was the first prison? Uh, Dadham on remand. Yeah, remand on Derham for 18 months. I was on remand. Were the conditions different from the nine months? Oh, yeah. There was no slop-outs now. There was toilets in your cell. And, you know, there's a lot of single cells, mainly double, you know, but single cells. Yeah, I got a job on the cleaners. I ended up number, number one on the cleaners. Get in. Yeah. You know. What were you cleaning? The landings and stuff like that. And you're there, you serve the, the food and stuff. You go across, get the food and serve the food for them and stuff. She's got people asking you to pass things around. Yeah. Did you? Fuck off. <laughs> pass it yourself. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck I didn't want to. You do your best not to get necked on it. Yeah, you do. Fuck that. It's a fine line though, isn't it? Yeah. 
because they're really mivering, everyone's mivering, do this, do that, pass this for me, pass that for me. You don't know what the fuck's in it, then um, you get busted with it, it's on you, get more time. Fucking lines out the windows are the best. Fishing lines. Tell, yeah. tell Jen what a fishing line is. Well, I know what Fuck they are. For the viewers. Yes. I, I was in, I think it was 2000, it was, I was in Home House in Stockton, Home House deal. That was the one the wild man was in. Home House. Home House does the best stotties. Yeah. It's one of his famous quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. I was in Home House. And it was a fucking. I don't. I know it was two thousand because I remember seeing the fucking the two thousand New Year coming, the millennium of the fireworks and stuff, watching oh, them shit. out the window. Um, I was on the fucking cleaners. Everyone's on bang up. So I had bin liners and everything in my cell. You know, you'd, you'd have every what you needed cleaning gear and stuff. So I was fucking blown at hooligan outside, and I was busting for a joint. I thought, I need someone to get my head down, so I shouted the kid, and it was like on an L shape on the block. He was over the other side. So how the fuck were you going to get this? Because there was a big gap in between, so I thought, <laughs> fuck it. So I got about 20 bin liners and put them inside <laughs> out, and I fed them all inside of each other. I thought, that'll do, and I fucking oiled a line on it, tied a line on it, put it out the window and started like a kite. So I just started letting the line out. Oh, my God. I'm blown everywhere. They wow. Were. They got it. I thought, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and that joint's on the end of there. Tied, I just got the fucking joint in, put the joint in my pocket, the screw up, and my fucking knee went. I go on then, Nick, as he went, ah, that was fucking genius. Huh? <laughs> So, I'm not thinking you for that. He said, two of us have been stood in there fucking laughing our heads off. How, how the fuck is he doing that? You know what I mean? Oh, kind of, kind of. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Fucking just to get a joint, get wow. head down. <laughs> but hey, I was in Sunderland once, you know. We fucking pound Mickey punching. We had to go and see somebody. And he said, you'll laugh when you come round here. I said, why? He said, you'll see. When we pulled round the back of the flats, there was fucking lines out the window like the jail. <laughs> Passing each other fucking drugs and that. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Why don't they just come out and go knock? And ah, oh, fuck that. Just swing the lines, catch the lines, pass it to the next one. You know, pass it along, tie whatever you want and pull it back in. What the fuck? Like in jail. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. It's, like, it's like a poltergeist movie when I saw it. Because it was an upper tier, a lower tier. This yeah. was uh, Arizona. And um, people are passing things like, on the along the floor, it looks like like an envelope's just moving along the floor like a ghost. He's just yeah. doing it, and you got someone on the upper tier here. He's through his line over. These have connected with it down here, passed the line down the bottom tier. So then you see like yeah. a, a, a peanut butter going like that <laughs> <laughs> through the air. And if you that, yeah, and it's, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it, this place is haunted. I was like, what is going on? People passes stamps, tobacco, drugs, everything, everything. What was that fishing line? Fishing line. How did you get fishing line? So, in so you got the this. This was supermax. So your towel or your bedding, right? Strip off thread. Yeah, that's what we were using. Yeah. Uh, toothpaste is is the weight. It's heavy. Yeah. Slide your toothpaste out, right? Yeah. So that's just plainly what everyone can see on the run. The weight. So this cellier slides is out that way, perhaps. Yeah. This cell over here slides is out that way. And then the two weights, you gotta get the two weights to cross. Yeah. So then and then it becomes one line, one pulls it in and then it's yeah. just yeah, like that. I mean, how easy is it to do that? 
Is it quite people spending ages doing it, but they've yeah. got all this all the time in the world to make weights of and course, get, yeah. yeah. What was the one the where the wild woman was saying emptied the toilet and they were chucking. Oh they were doing things. Yeah. Like passing it through the toilet. Yeah. Lines that way. Yeah, through the toilets. And, yeah. the, and the other thing is the the vents as well. Um, you might not be able to pass things, but you could talk to people yeah. in other locations well, through we, the vents. In Denham, we, we had a pipe going along, a hot pipe, and it kept the place warm on, you know, on the night and stuff. Yeah. And you could talk to your cellmates through the, the gap in there. Oh. It was hard to get things through it, but yeah. you could do it, you know, like a, a sheet of paper. If you put something flat enough, you can get it through, you know. That's how we used to do it. So you said home house was your first prison on this sentence? No, Denham. Oh, Durham. Denham. What were your mates like there? Oh, fucking terrible. Terrible again. Didn't oh, meet Kevin. Was, yeah. was it Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Fuck Kevin. Kevin. Was he in there? <laughs> no, he wasn't. No. <laughs> oh, fucking. Fucking. That jail, I swear to God, it fucking haunted me. Did you kick off? It's a Victorian off? jail, isn't it? To Victorian jail, he used to hang people from there and stuff. Mm. I've even been in the fucking cell where they, where they spent the last night. You know? What does that feel like? Weird. Is it? Yeah, how many, Dark men, energy. How many men sat in here thinking I'm getting hung in the morning? Jesus. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's like that, you read the saying, haven't you? Um, one for the road, mm. or he's on the wagon. Do you mm. know where that comes from? Mm-mm. It was early Victorian times. Jails in London. What they would do to bring you out of the jail before the hunger, they're taking the local hint in and give you one for the road. There's, yeah, there's your pint. You drink your pint, you get on the wagon. People would say, he's on the wagon, he'll never drink again. And then they go and hang the wagon. Oh my yeah. God, I had yeah. no idea. That's, that's where like it comes that came from. from. Yeah, that's where it comes yeah. from. Wow. Yeah. That's like you every day. Wow. Yeah. So you're in there then, Durham, and you go, what was your first cell assignment? Was it just you and another person? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are all right. You just get along, you know. You, you know yourself, you've been there. You did you, have kick, to get did you have to kick yeah. off? Yeah. To get what you want. You do it in everyday fucking life. It's like, why do I have to raise my voice for something to be done? You know what I mean? It's like when you should be fucking doing it anyway. Like, for instance, I'm on tablets for my blood pressure and stuff and other tablets for other things. So I was having to go to, to my doctor's surgery to collect a prescription and it was like, it wasn't ready or it's going to be like two days or here it is and then I'd get it and it's only after prescription. So I had to go in and, and the next minute I'd say, oh, wait a fucking minute, wait a minute. Why do I have to raise my fucking voice to get a result here? So mm. the nurse came out, she went, what's wrong, Volcher? I said, it's all fucked up. It's all but she went, it won't be a minute. Off she went, she come in, she went, come back in an hour, it'll all be there. And it fucking was. So why do you have to raise your fucking voice? You shouldn't have to. I said to him, do your talk. job, mate. Do your fucking job and I won't have to shout and swear at you. Mm. When I turned round, everyone was smiling and you know what I mean? They're all go on. Because then, any doctor's surgery in the country, you fucking can't get in. They should put them in control of fucking border. <laughs> Nobody would get in. Border control, a lot of them. Nobody would get in, I swear to God. You can't get in the doctors for loving the fucking money, can you? No. In prison, everything's just slow, isn't it? Oh, it they grind you down, don't they? Pace. It's a slow... I mean, when I got out, you know, it was fucking weird. I got in my mate's car. This was off the nine-month, eh? No, no, this was off the six-year. I got in my pal's car, he picked me up. 
And we were going down the motorway and I'm going, slow down, fuck man, fucking slow down, my son. I'm only the 150. <laughs> fucking hell, he's only the 150. That's fucking weird, like. you got to decompress, haven't you? Oh, it's weird. Mm. And I found myself, I didn't know I was down it. My wife got on it. I was fucking going to the fridge and opening the fridge, looking in the fridge like that and shutting and walking away. And two minutes later, I'd be back. With the fucking fridge. So what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? She went, you've been in the fridge about ten times. You've had no doubt. I went, I've, I thought, I've never seen a fucking fridge <laughs> for years. Cold milk, you know what I mean? i got a pint of milk. Fucking give me a brain freeze, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Because everything's fucking warm in the jail, isn't it? Was the food different on this second? Yeah, a lot better. It was a lot better. better? Yeah, but I, I was, a, I got on it. I'm fucking Muslim. I'm Muslim. I'm going down to see the fucking... Got the Muslim diet. Down. Yeah, I got the yeah. Muslim fucking diet. You know, swore down I was fucking Muslim. What was that, the Muslim diet? What, uh, did, they, what did they give fucking you? Fucking chicken breasts and all the herbs and all that. They get, they get all the best of. Yeah. The Muslims, you know. Yeah. It was the Jewish, where I was at, that got the best right. for a little bit in one of them. Mm. So you got all the Nazi guys was converting. Right. To get the kosher food. Yeah, yeah. So all the skinheads just, yeah. Getting what the, were they getting? Uh, it was it was food blessed by a rabbi, <laughs> and um, crazy. Isn't it? All the stuff we were getting was like slop and processed and crap. But theirs had a bit more freshness to it than the shit we were getting. So it was, you, you, you you learn to value things. Little things go a long yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they were getting all the best of food. The Muslims, so I thought, yeah, Muslim. So did you have to go to the Muslim services? Yeah, went a few times. Yeah. And he didn't ask any questions after? No, no. I just said, I want to convert. Fucking no intentions of converting anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, that was it, I got the Muslim food after that. And what was the drug culture like in prison? Because it Fuck changed a lot, didn't bad. it? Bad. What yeah. sort of thing? I mean, I ended up, my last jail was in Northumberland, it was Hacklinton. We called it Smacklinton. Uh, it was really? that fucking bad, you know what I mean? People get to bring gear in left, right, and send it was fucking like, a lot of slashings in there, a lot of fucking stabbings and slashings in there. Because I found it strange when I went in, I put you on the wing, and then you go and get your food, and they just lock the end of the wing, and you can go in each other's cells, and that's when all your fucking trouble starts. You know, he owes them for money, and they're getting slashed and fucking. Mm. I've seen some bad slashings, and you mm. know. Crazy. On the face or? Face, fucking ass. Mainly the ass in yes. it. It's mainly the ass like we're talking about. I've never heard of ass slapping before this. Yeah. Oh, slapping. I've seen slapping. lads used to get a uh, razor blade. Mm. You know, in, in the, the matchsticks, people make stuff in jail with matchsticks and sand them down and stuff. They'd make like a ring thing to go on your hand so you could walk past and slap the ass with a blade. You know what I mean? Mm. Nasty like. Nasty like a ring goes over your fingers. Mm. So the straight razor. Ouch. What about juggings? Yeah, yeah, I got jugged myself. Badly. You got jugged? Yeah, I got fucking badly Over what? jugged. What the hell is a jug? Over tea bags oh, and a bit of this sugar. This is how trivial shit can just pop yeah. off, isn't it? See, in the jail, you get rationed. So if you've got 180 men on the wing, they'll send 180 tea bags, 180 sugars. You know, that's the way it works. So... My job, I was in charge of the boilers. Two massive boilers to, to feed the wing for water for a cup of tea on the night and on the morning and stuff. So you weren't supposed to boil them, but I was like, I'll fucking boil them. Is that worse than a fucking warm cup of tea? You mm. know, you like, fucking hell. So this big guy had come through, a big black kid from <coughs> Newcastle. He'd, uh, 
he was coming through. I didn't know. Was, one of the lads said to me, Vulture, he's, he's fucking, the chawing all the fucking. I said, who is he? He said, that kid there. So I, I think it was the next morning he come through and he got to the end and I said, see you. I said, chaw any more fucking and see what happens. Chaw any more, see what happens. Because you were getting lads away and getting a cup of tea in the night because of him. He was chawing all the fucking tea bags and just helping he sell them what he wanted. So he went, all right, ready enough. Off he went. I thought, no, of it. Next day, went the fucking end of the savoury. Down he comes with his tray. And then fucking whoosh. And I luckily I fucking turned. And it got me here. And I felt the heat. Oh. So I'll explain to you what happens. When you get boiling water and you put sugar in, it doesn't dissolve. No. You just can't see it. It takes the colour of the water. So when the throat on you, the water cools, but the sugar doesn't. It carries on burning through your laser skin. Yeah. It's like napalm. Mm. It's like napalm. Imagine. So anyway, he's, he's, he's fucking... He's done it, and I went back, and I fuck. I thought, fucking hell, and I ripped my tops off, threw them on the floor, and fucking tore into them. Mm. I fucking, I, I give my man. You used, you'd have the gingers in your jail, ginger work boots, no, no steel toe no, caps. We, we had to wear steel like toe caps. No, we had boots. shower shoes. <laughs> fucking hell, volleyed them proper, made a mess of them. Anyway. I thought, fucking screws, all come here, them all running. I thought, fucking here we go, the block. So I just put my hands up and say, you fucks, can have it and all. It's simple. Next thing I know, you top, you go nowhere. I looked at me fucking shirt inside out. I thought, what's that? I said, what's that? He said, your skin. I went, I looked down, it was fucking bare. Oh. You could see, see me muscle and all the sinews. No. Oh, that's the fucking No. Bad. Yeah. So oh. I, end, I ended, they said, it was even worse, they said, you need to get in a cold shower now. Yeah. I said, right. They said, it's burning through the ears of your skin, that's what it is. So they put me in a, that was fucking worse than getting the water, boiling water. Oh. The fucking hell, when the cold water is. Oh my God, I was screaming. Oh. They said, hospital. So, <laughs> another story coming here. So I go to Dryden Hospital in there, Durham, County Durham. Um, they had this, this old new out, all this cream, they put this cream on me. By then, I had a blister like that, mm. all over, right over my ear, big massive blister. They put this cream all over and wrapped me in this, like, uh, like cellophane, you know, used for sandwiches. In this kind of stuff, and I said, it, it's really good stuff, this. I mean, now, when you look, it's just wrinkled. You know, where the sun's been to with new skin, it's just wrinkled. It's not like, I'm not badly scarred or anything. No, I was going to say, I didn't notice it on the side of your head. No, I'm not badly scarred or anything. It healed. So, tried an hospital, you feel a twat going there because you, you're handcuffed. Little kids are fucking staring at you. You know, you think, fucking hell, I might think I'm a fucking serial killer or something, you know. So, <laughs> there sorts me out. It goes back to the fucking jail. It was nearly getting dark. So I went to get the window, the wing shut now. So to where am I going? I said, the hospital wing. I went, I don't know fuck going to the hospital. What about the hospital wing for? I'm going to go back to normal location. They said, you can't. You'll have, well, you'll have to spend the night on there because your fucking wing's locked up now. So I said, right. So he goes over. <laughs> goes over, stands me at the fucking side, just waiting. I said, no problem. Off the go, sorry. Off the go. And he had somebody talking. I thought, so 
I opened the fucking hatch. It's in the big old doors in the hospital wings. I like that, the wide. If the screws need to twist it up, they can get a screw either side of you to take it out the cell, if you know what I mean. So you opened the thing, this big door, this fucking guy, naked, covered in shit. He had a cat weasel beard, <laughs> long hair. Remember cat weasel? <laughs> and I went, he was talking to myself, I went, all right, mate. He went, no. I said, what's the matter? He went, he won't get off me bed. I looked, there was no cunt there. So I went, no, get up the fucking bed, it's his turn. He went, oh, thanks, mate, and jumped on the bed. Fucking two screws that should be on us went, we've tried for fucking six weeks to get him on the bed. How the fucking, real psychology, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You know, go, go with it instead of, instead of against it. <laughs> so, fucking beauty. So, they put, I said, fucking, they opened a the cell, couple up from him, and the fucking smears of shit on the wall, and that's mm. not a fucking nice place to be. He said, look, I've got you a new mattress, clean mattress, and I've got you clean sheets. Pull the buttons, so I fucking dragged the bed in the middle of the room, away from the shit. And... I fucking, I spent the night there. <sighs> Didn't sleep too well, obviously, in fucking agony. Mm. Rolling over on it and thinking, fucking, you know. So I got up the next fucking morning, get me fucking gear together. I come and said, oh, you have to see the doctor and that. So I said, why am I having to see a fucking doctor? I said, right, let me explain something. I was a dry hospital, a proper fucking hospital. Now, please explain to me why I've got to stay here when they didn't need me. Simple. So get the fucking governor, because I want the governor, I want the governor down. So about an hour passed, the governor came, and I explained to him, he went, yeah, you're right, normal, lo go back to normal location. So I go back at night. So I get on there, the wife was due on a visit the next day with the kids. Oh, I thought, yeah. I don't want the kids seeing this. So I said to Scrub, any chance I can get on the phone? He said, I'll find you a little... Then it was like units on a phone card. He said, there'll be one later about somewhere in the office. So he got me a phone card. He said, hey, just use it, you know. So he said, it's down through the ward at the end on the right-hand side. You'll see it. So I said, no problem. So I goes walking down and it goes into the ward, all beds. And there's fucking about 10 screws in my coat around this fucking bed. And I heard his voice going, I want me medication. I want me medication. I want me medication. That's all he was saying over and over. And as I walked through and I looked, I thought, what the fuck? He had a razor blade and he had his dick and he was slashing his dick. I want me medication, oh. I want me medication. Ooh. Fucking crazy, mate, honest. Ooh. I went, what the fuck? The screw went, just walk on. I went, I fucking am, I'm allowed to do with that. I'm off. I goes down at the phone and I said, where the fuck? I'm in a lunatic asylum. What the fuck's going on here? So I said to wife, I said to wife, don't bring the fucking kids. Don't bring the kids. I'm a mess. I'm be fucking my face and my neck's a mess. I don't want to see me like this. No. Anyway, she came up the next day. I got me visit. The kids didn't come. But yeah, that's a fucking weirdest place I've ever been in my life. Mm. The hospital wing in Denham Jail. It is fucking crazy. But a lot of them people are on normal location. You know, they're just as fucking bad on normal location. But it was fucking months later, you know, and I'm in my fucking cell with the radio on. And then I come on the radio, prison van stopped on the way to fucking Newcastle Crown Court. 
man was uh, slashing his penis in the back. I thought it's fucking him again. He's at it again. It has to be how many people slashed the penis, you know what I mean? That was months later. So, yeah, fucking... Oh, my experience wow. with fucking the hospital wing in Denham, it's fucking weird, like... <laughs> I keep saying to people that afterwards, remind me not to go fucking criminally insane. Mm. I do not want to end up there. Mm. Fucking hell. Horrible. Because some people pretend, don't they, thinking they're going to get a lighter sentence and stuff? Well, these weren't pretending, believe me, he no. wasn't. Yeah, fucking the blood. Oh, man. Oh, go through me now when I think about it. Was that the craziest stuff that you saw? In Denham, yeah, in any fucking jail. One of your cellmates cuts his bull sacks off, didn't he? Oh, that wasn't my cellmate, that was a trans prisoner who did that. Oh. Cut, cut the testicles right. off mm. to stop the testosterone. And then they get estrogen smuggled in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Cut his own testicles off. He did one. He slashed the scrotum open. Got one off. Oh, my fuck. He's got his God. hand up in his guts. Got his hand up in his guts looking for it. I can't cross my legs enough. <laughs> where, where he's got it tied off to stop the blood comes undone, it's that squirting. Right. So he's, he's scrambling around in his inside oh, looking for the other man, one. Oh, fuck's sake. Don't shot, mate. The other one was hiding. Oh, the other one was hiding. Oh, will it be? It's fucking me. It was getting rove out. I would be hiding. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get a helicopter to save that person's life. Yeah. Fuck. And, and he, oh, was, he was put on suicide man. watch for a year. Then he cut the other one off. Fucking hell. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. But um, he, he wrote me a 10-page letter describing the heat and the sensations and the ah, pain and everything. It's in, my, the in my book, part, uh, Prison Time, if anyone wants to read that vivid description of the castration. I'm going to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll miss that page when I come to it. <laughs> 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 I'll sit again the next cross, what the fuck? Was there any, like, really notorious cases that you came across in there, notorious <laughs> killers or other cases? Yeah, I seen the fox in there. The fox? Yeah, I seen the what fox did the fo What the fox done? Um, he murdered a family. I think, oh. and went on the run. He was like a survivalist, if you know what I mean. Was it a robbery? Gone, gone I by the I think it was, yeah. Well, like Bear I think it was, and he killed him, yeah. He went like bag, all bag grills on everyone. The police mm. couldn't find him, yeah. He went, he was on the run. He was from Hartlepool, <coughs> but he was on the outskirts of Hartlepool somewhere. He was on the run for fucking hell. Enough, Someone like a week or something before they actually caught him. They had fucking police helicopters out and everything, you know. But what he used to look like with his beard and tall and, and broad, when I fucking seen him, he's fucking short and fat and, you know, jelly took its fucking tall on him. Like, he'd been in about 18, 19 years by the time I seen him. He was on the prison, in, in the hospital wing. <coughs> he was on the hospital wing. I forget the other guy's name, who was... Uh, Sorry, can I go back to, how did he murder the family? I can't remember now, who mm. was fucking old, it was in the 80s. Well, Early eighties. Google that one, won't we? Yeah, the, the fox, fox out of Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember his name now to be truthful, mate. The fox Hartlepool. Yeah. What about Raoul Moat? Was he around? Raoul Moat. No, I met Raoul Moat on on a rave. He worked the doors on there. Mick saw. He actually worked with him. Mick worked with him. You know. Apparently what did you a think of him? I, I, I met him once. You know, did three. How you doing? All right. That was it. You mm. know. But apparently he was getting tortured, running off the place. A policeman, the one he shot, 
allegedly was at his house every fucking day. Trying to tell you know, getting on his case, on his case, fucking anything you do to fucking make him his life a misery. And then that happened. Terrible. Anyone, anyone like of the level of like the Craze or Bronson or anyone like nah, that? No, 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 no one like that. Uh, Who was the scariest prisoner you ever saw? The scariest. Yeah. Sometimes you see them and they got that look in their eyes. Yeah, there was there was a fucking. I called him the only monster. Only a monster. Oh, he's fucking. He, he was wrong. That he'd he'd come out his fucking cell and fucking he'd like go to the pool table and pick a pool cue up and the lads were playing and just start playing. And fucking hell! But he had national health fucking glasses on, big thick ones. Yeah. And he was about six foot fucking four, just a lump. And fucking hell, he attacked people in the showers. He. He's coming on the cleaners. I went, he's fucking not like the screw. He went, fucking decisions being made. You've got no option. Can you put him in with you? I said, no, he's not coming in with me, eh? No fucking way is he coming in with me. So they, they sacked one of the lads up the cleaners, give him his cell with, with the cellmate on the fucking dinner time on the bang up, fucking screaming and fucking, oh, what the fuck's going on? Only well, tried to fucking strangle him. Mm. Got him on the bed, tried to strangle him. The screws had to fucking mufty him up. That mean fucking self fucking three hours. He was fucking scary, like. When, when you scary. said he was attacking people in the showers, like like a booty bandit. No, just fucking attacking people. Okay. Just okay. fucking yeah. something wrong. It, it, you know, it, it, for me, it was like a schizophrenic. Mm. I think you know schizophrenia. There's a lot of people in there with schizophrenia. It's the biggest house of the mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. 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 It's a. There was a kid in there from Sunderland. Nice kid, I, I fucking three radios, I give him a three, you smashed up. I said, why do you keep smashing them up? He said, because they talk about me on there. Oh. Keep mentioning my name, you know what I mean? Mm. He was a nice kid, and every time he got out, he went straight to the Weir Bridge and threw himself off to kill himself, and they brought him straight back to fucking prison to do it all again. You know, And he's on normal location, he shouldn't have been. Sit the fucking schools, you know. That's a system, but it's the way it is, you know. Shit. It's shit for somebody with mental health problems in jail. No help. How did you pass your time in there? Eh, uh, gaffing on the cleaners and that. Did you, you know. did you have like, access to a gym and stuff? Yeah. Um, early on, I, I was into it. I mean, by this time, I'd stopped fucking training, to be truthful. I'd stopped training altogether. You know, I fucking... Uh, I think early on, my early sentences, yeah, I was, I was training. I was training hard in there, you know. I train in the fucking cell, train in the gym, you know, train where you can. We used to fucking, in the cat DJ, I had a fucking brush shank and the lad got plant pots and stuff and you put concrete in them and fucking, so you had, fucking, you know, you had your, your weights to fucking, kind of, you'd make little ones, so, you know, that kind of thing. So you train with anything, don't you? You get your hands on, that's what you do. What was your worst experience in the jail? Fucking probably getting the, Sugar and watered. Mm. Sugar and watered. The guy yeah. who did that, was there any, like, did you bump yeah, into him again? No, he was gone. They fucking shipped him straight out. He went. Next morning, I was told. Never seen him again. Mm. <coughs> Troubled causes to get rid of you, don't it? It was like fucking nonsense. We knew there was nonsense on the wing, you know, and like. Did they get dealt with? Yeah, you put, it's got outside of your cell what you're in for, you know. So, mine will be drug conspiracy. 
It's so when the screws come, they can look and see if you're fucking violent or not. You know, if somebody's in a fucking attempted murder, they're not just going to rush in there if he's kicking off. They'll <laughs> wait for the Mufti squad. You know what I mean? They'll wait for the squad to come. So it's all in there. So these fucking nonsense, they have got beggary on theirs and stuff. So you don't know who they are. You know, you don't know who they are. But, uh, Did the guards tip you off? Is it like a hit list? <laughs> this lad, he dare. Uh, he said to me, I'm getting out. I think it was Friday morning. I said, fucking good on you, kid. Good on you. You know, stay out. I said, fucking, you no idea what I would give to go home now. You know, just to go home. You're getting to go home. Fucking stay home. Right, right. Off he went. Monday morning. There he was for a week. And he went, what the fuck are you doing back? He said, oh, I got home. Fucking, our lass have been fucking us about. I kicked off and the fucking, I've been remanded. I said, you fucking idiot. So off he fucking goes, and the fucking screws me, you ain't a fucking liar. I said, what's that like? He said, he's got home, their lass has been fucking about, all right, so he's only got his two-year-old fucking Ben, swung him round and smashed him off the wall. Oh, I said, you are going to be fucking shitting me. Whoa. He went, I haven't told you. I haven't told you, like, I went, fucking, this cunt needs a little bit, you know what I mean? So, a few of the lads, we got, we got together. I was going to do it. But this young one from Borre, I've never ever met the kid again, <coughs> I shipped him out. This young one from Borre, just turned 21. He said, can I do it for you? I said, do it. He said, I'll do a proper fucking job, my life. Mm. I said, well, crack on then. Crack on, kid. So the next day, I said to the young one, when they're all coming in from work, they're all walking one way, you know, from the classes and work and stuff. I said, you come up, you'll see them walking down. Do what you have to do. So I was on the ones, sorry, on the twos, looking over. They're all coming in. Then I seen him walking up, so I thought I'll walk down the stairs. So as I got down the stairs and I stepped off it, he, I just heard them screaming. And he fucking turned around and went, Get the fuck away from me. He got a fucking razor blade. He didn't slash him, he fucking striped him. He stuck it in the top of his head, oh slashed him down across there right through his mouth, and it stopped at his chin and went into his chest. Honestly, oh, fucking God, the blood. And then I just had, I just seen fucking screws were just running out the office with towels to fucking wrap them up. He was laid on the fucking floor and he went, spat two teeth out, went, oh. went cut through his gun, spat his teeth out. Well, he had it coming. I thought, fuck me. The kid said he was going to do a good job, a fucking proper job. Yeah, fuck it. I've never seen like, Honest to God, he was wide open. And I mean wide open. He striped him. Oh. I thought he was going to fucking slash him or something. Striped him, yeah. Did he have a double razor? No, just a single, I think. Yeah. What I can gather, I mean. Oh. When I, I never seen him again. I never seen the nonce again, you know what I mean? He was obviously the moved in. But you could see what he was by the fucking stripe on him now, you know what I mean? You, you yeah. don't get away from that. Mm. Take some explaining that, you know. Wow. Yeah. What well, crazy shit have you seen? Oh, I've seen all sorts. Hey, I've been fucking shot at me pal stood next to the shot him. So I was a big bray. Was this after you got out of that one? Was no, it before was that one? Before. before. Oh, we missed that. This is yeah. about <laughs> 95, something like that, 94, 95. And why did, how did that beef start? I was supposed to be going for a fucking fight. And Over what? Over territory, with drugs and stuff. Oh. I was in Middlesbrough. So we went over and 
we got out the fucking van, big bright cockerel, I was talking to him, and next thing I know, pop, pop, window went out, then the fucking, I had the van, transit minibus, fucking all in the transit minibus, fuck me the shouting at us when I looked, could see three guns flashing, all running towards us, flash, 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 fucking bullets whizzing, shot me pally, yeah, and went down and come out his elbow, <sighs> Um, we fucking, what do you do, you run down here, you know, we didn't, we went told up, there was nothing, so you fucking run, mm. <clears throat> gets along the road, things sort of quieting down, I tried to run a few of us over and that, gets, <laughs> gets down the fucking road, quieting down a bit, we go back to the van, so we get back to the fucking van, and the fucking, there's not a window left in the fucking minibus, all the windscreens out and everything, the fucking, I saw we get getting in the van I went, there's fucking somebody laid on the floor. So I went over and I said, all right, mate. There was fucking one of Bry's pals. And I, I went, fucking hell. They chopped him with a machete. Mm. And I oh. went in above his ear and cut him down here. And it was fucking flopping. Oh! The flesh. So I got his hand and I got it on his ear and I said, hold that. And I dragged him to the motor. And I said, get his hand to get him in. So we put him on the first seat in the back of the minute. So I sat behind him. And I'm going, you'll be all right, mate, you'll be all right, you know what I mean? So we're driving along, it was November, early December, and the fucking rain was lashing in, you know, pissing down. And I think, what am I going to do with this fucker? You know, I fucking hell that. And I looked up, there was a guy outside of a fucking pub on the mobile phone, on the mobile. I thought, that'll do. I said, slow down. When you get to one, slow down, slow down. And the door I said, sorry, mate. Off you go. We drove, and I seen the guy run over with the mobile phone. I thought, that's him sorted. That's him sorted now, you know. He's, he's getting help, you know, keeping the fucking van. He, he, but when he was sitting, he went, oh. And I thought, man, and I left his top that fucking stabbed him. Oh. oh. oh fucking hell. Yeah, he needs help, you know what I mean? He needs immediate help. We couldn't take him to fucking hospital because the other pal sat there with his coat on the sleeve full of fucking blood where he's been shot. Mm. We couldn't go to the hospital, you know what I mean? Did he live? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He lived, yeah. Did that yeah. beef continue or was it? No, I think that was the end of it. I met the kids who, who shot at us later on in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that second stretch? Yeah, on, on me biggin, yeah. I so when you them. met them, was the tension? No, or was no, it... right as well. Right, it was, it was years ago, 1995, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you reminisce about that day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we went fucking about. I said, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> fucking went fucking about, you fucker. I oh, know you went fucking about. Wow. We said, we turned up for a fucking fight. He said, well, well you thought we were turning up with them, that's why we had them. And you're just mates. Crazy, Were they it? doing big ones for imprisonment? Nah, not really. <coughs> not really. Just did more drugs and that. Sixes, sevens, things that are. Not really big ones, you know. But yeah, fucking. I got out in uh, 2001 and I fucking never looked back. I ain't really? gone back to them shit holes, yeah. Mm. You don't mind the months. You don't mind months. When it comes to years, it's fucking a different ball game. It's a headache, you know what I mean? You get halfway, and you get halfway to your sentence, you go, I've got to do that again before I'm even considered for parole. You know, and it's fucking a long time. You know, you look back and you think, fuck me. Did it start to go faster, though, after the halfway? 
I suppose it did. I mean, you, it's the same as anything. You keep yourself busy. Flat time will fly. You know, oh, it's job. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, yeah. You, I like the work. I couldn't sit in my fucking cell twenty four hours. You want to start reading or anything? Yeah, I'd read a book. You know, things like that. Uh, mainly work, working. You know what I mean? Nighttime bang up, fucking hell. By then you had TVs. I was like, mm. fucking hell, TV. What sort of programs? Fucking EastEnders. <laughs> I don't watch it, never watched it in my life. Jail. Fucking EastEnders. Emmerdale. Coronation All Street. The fucking shut up, fucking Corrie's on her. Shut up, everyone's screaming and shouting. <laughs> Settle fucking down, man. The soaps are all <laughs> crazy, man. Because the noise never ends, does it? No. Mm. Yeah, it's just a drone in it. All the time, people Constantly. screaming. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> fucking doors constantly. Yeah. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get your head down on a dinner for an hour or something. You know, you think, I'll get my fucking head down after my dinner. And the jail sort of goes quiet, and then you boom, boom, you fucking jump out. You think, fucking hell. <laughs> How was your relations with the guards over the years? Were they all right with you or any of them dickheads? Yeah, it's fucking dickheads like anything, like anywhere, didn't it? Any walk of fucking life, you get dickheads, you know. They were mainly fucking ex-miners. Were they? Yeah. Strong Derham bastards, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex-miners, because Margaret Thatcher shut all the fucking mines down. Mm. They had to do some of it. The majority of them went to, to be prison officers. Like, well, you got the odd dickhead, you know mm. what I mean? You'd fucking tell them. I remember walking in the fucking jail and I was fucking you when you're full of hell. You just fucking walked in the jail. And I said to the scrub behind the county, he said, what size are you? I said, uh, 36 waist, mate, regular leg. He went, I'm not your fucking mate. I said, no, you're not, you fucking dickhead. I said, get me some fucking brand new stuff, you fucking prick. <laughs> he fucking said, I said, you fucking talk to me like I'm a fucking dickhead. Get me, and he, I got all fucking brand new gear. I went, you fucking knobhead. Screw, I could hear a screw down the way laughing like, <laughs> all the lads going like that, all sitting with the gear. Fucking fucking hell. Mess with the wrong inmate. <laughs> There's no need for it. All I said to him, 36, mate. Did you see any assaults on guards? Oh, yeah, loaded. What was that over? They, they yeah, done... Fuck all, just being dickheads or you get a prisoner, couldn't get his own way. You know what I mean? You know. Now flash, now no slashings and all like that. Just attacked, you know what I mean? Did you have any female guards? Yeah, yeah, Did you there was a about few them getting it on with the prisoners? There was rumours. I mean, I know a lad, he was... They were getting lessons off a, a girl that came in, like a teacher, and he was actually sleeping with her, and she was bringing them fucking bars of dope and that in. Uh -huh. fucking, it was like... I said, are you honest to God, shagging her? He went, fuck my life, yeah. So I'm out striding. She's game as fuck. I went, fuck it out. Didn't Dan and Jesus all like that? So it saved him from going the other way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we know, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan and Jesus, yeah, I've seen him on the, on the, on the good, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good fun. Yeah, good he's fun, got yeah. some stories. <laughs> he's a little poor lad and all his scouts, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. We went to visit him down in Birmingham. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What about the old Paul Sykes then? Any Paul Sykes stories? No, um, I've never come across him in my early sentence. He was, I was in Derham. He was frequent to Derham. He loved Derham. What stories did you hear about him? Oh, fucking crazy ones, and it's, it's like everyone listens to. 
He's fucking punching jacks on the nose and stuff. And <laughs> 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 yeah. So if you're not familiar with Paul Sykes, so Jamie Boyle, who we work closely with, good friend, has done multiple books on Paul Sykes. They're bestsellers. We've published the audio books for them. I think there's about four of them, Unfinished Agony, blah, blah, blah. But Sykesy was a potentially professional boxer, wasn't yeah, he? Was, yeah. But tough guy. His demons and alcoholicism yeah. uh, saw saw the end of him. Yeah. He was uh, he was one of the toughest guys oh, in, in that area. Yeah. And the, the guards would say, "Behave, or we're going to put Sykesy in your cell with you and things yeah. like that." And um, it, it it was sad because at the end of it, he was homeless. He was a hobo. And the kids would come up and beat him up and stuff, wouldn't they? Nice, just to yeah. say, I'd beat Sykes up, but they wouldn't have done yeah. that no. 20 years no. previous, would he was they? A tough guy, good boxer and all. Could have went far. Yeah. I watched a documentary on him not long back, and it, it was interesting, like, yeah. his life, his marriage and stuff. His it's, dad. Just the way he behaved, his, his stories. Dad was in the army and stuff, yeah. Good story. Crazy stories in these yeah. books. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear what Sean used to do with Wildman? Because you're a big fan of Wildman, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. He, if somebody didn't pay his debt, didn't he used to move Wildman? Wildman well, wouldn't go and beat him up. Yeah. He'd just move him with him. Right. <laughs> and within days, the Mexican Mafia would be taking the furniture out. There'd be someone cooking up crack in the kitchen. There'd be gangbangers and trans... Uh, street walking, prostitutes, and the, the whole place had just been may mayhem. And eventually, eventually, the owner would at some point move out within days, weeks, or whatever. <laughs> and then he would have to find him another place to put him because he was he'd blow he'd blown houses up. He was banned from hotels, and it was hard housing. And but that sorted it out. Usually, if someone owed me money, he yeah. would just put put well man in. <laughs> okay, now yeah, move him with him. <laughs> So, so did you have a plan then for when you got released? You were gonna you were reformed now, you'd reflected yeah, and everything just, you decided not to go back to the lifestyle. Yeah, I just kept saying to myself, I can't fucking be asked no, no more of this and to certainly selling no more fucking drugs. And was your missus on your case? No, not really. She it was more or less me saying it away, you know what I mean? I've had enough of this, I'm fucking sick. It, it's Because you've got to make that decision yourself. Of course you do. Something when, inside just gotta change, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, when your months turn into years, it's not good. You know, it's not good at all. It's like, yeah, fucking, I can't do this no more. And I couldn't. I just, take, I just us, couldn't. take us through the day of your release then. Did the prisoners come up and, like, try and get your property off you and things like that? Oh, or? yeah, you yeah. probably, yeah, I had yeah. lads fucking, you know, I knew in there, good lads, you can have that, you can have that, you know, I'll leave you this. You know, yeah, you do that. You try and look after them. I looked after a few of them when I got out and all, you know, sent them bits mm. and bobs in and, you know, money and stuff. And do you have to get changed into the clothes you were arrested in or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, it's my shorts and my vest. <laughs> my fucking flip-flops, it was fucking January. <laughs> I, to be fair, I had told my pal to bring us some clothes yeah. and shoes, you know what I mean? I knew it was called. Does it take hours for them to release you? You've got to go through various procedures. A couple hours, Sean. That's not bad. Yeah, it was only a couple hours. I think it was only two of us released that day. Yeah. So it's easy, you know, if you get like ten years... So what was your first meal? I can't remember now. I tell you what we did do. I got a home one day home visit to go for a job interview that fucking didn't exist. You know what I mean? You know you know where you're working. And me pal had the Saxon pub, Gary Dixon, good mate of mine, he had the Saxon pub, which is on the way home to my house. So I said, pop and see, Gary. So my wife pulled in. And I went, he fucking hell, how you doing, you know? And he said, do you want a drink? And I went, I haven't had a drink for three. I said, give me a half. 
what do you have? I said, give me half a lager. So I'm sipping away on this fucking lag and I'm talking and I, 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 I fucking sack it, my fucking head's mixed up. I thought, I went, what's in that? He went, just lag and I went, I fucking, I said, then was a bit, you know, you, you yeah. you've had too much. I'm like, fucking hell. Tolerance. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But yeah, that, that was me, I thought, too much. Who met you at the gate? My pal, rather than my wife coming up with the kids and stuff. Mm. See, I didn't tell them I was getting out, so it was all a big surprise for oh. them. Yeah, yeah, it was all a big surprise for Describe them. showing up then, what yeah. that was like. Well, they were all at school. There was only old Connor there. He didn't really know what was going on. He knew I was his dad, but he didn't really know what was going on. But the others, they were all at school and whatnot, so I just waited till they all came in, and they just started screaming. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, guys, that's it. So they hadn't visited you then? Uh, they hadn't visited you at the end oh, of that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, my last visit, I think they did come my last visit, yeah. And then I said, don't bother coming up, I'm out now. Because it was two and a half, over two and a half hours drive to Northumberland mm. jailed from our house. So it's a long way with four kids, you know what I mean? Mm. Like wee stops and all that, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, so. So yeah. how did that feel then to like give your kids a hug and everything? Mint. Oh. Yeah, mint. Absolutely mint. Yeah. Yeah, I know, on your bed on the night, you know, I'm taking my clothes off and O'Connor stood there. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting in bed, he said. Oh, with? I said, your mum, he went, no, you're not. Oh. I went, no, I'm not, he went, nah, you're not like. I said, what's the matter, son, he went, I sleep there. <laughs> oh, poor little thing. So we had to get a fucking in between us. Oh. Oh. Wait before and get him in his own bed, you know. Oh. Yeah. So what was your first job after that? Um, I went straight and started cable pulling, fucking anything really, mm. you know, and he didn't make money. Um, was people trying to get you back into the lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, I was going to, going out for a drink and I'd go on a party and there'd be like a fucking pile of cocaine on the top and they'd be fucking here and I'm not in a line of watch. I said, I don't, I don't touch the stuff, I don't want it, you know what I mean? It's fucking shy, they got me fucking jail, made me complacent, you know, things. So you have to teetotal since? Yeah, yeah. I've watched another, I, I don't want one. Yeah, I've watched another. <laughs> Fucking lot, fucking big pile. What the fuck? I said, offer me it again, see what happens. Fucking lot. He said, there's about fucking two grand's worth there, so not my fucking problem. Stop offering me the cunt. Some people just get off on trying to make you fall, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, nah, I'm not interested, like, I'm fucking Did you off. find that? Yeah, I was going, so I, 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 you know, this thing you said about the alcohol, used to go to Ringer Bells in Witness with Hammy, Wildman's cousin, because Wildman was still inside. I remember drinking a, a, a pint of Guinness. It was the first alcohol I'd had in like six years. Yeah. And I just woke up staring at the ceiling because it hit me that hard. I probably yeah. hadn't even finished the pint. Well, and then people were offering me coke. And I was like, you know, I've done my thing, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. They're trying to shove it up your nose. Yeah. You, you know, you did all these drugs. Yeah. You love drugs. Take yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like they're getting off. You want, you know, they're into it and they want to bring you down to their filthy level. Yeah, filthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went on the doors. I went back to the doors and stuff. I didn't mind that, you know what I mean? But uh, as for the fucking drugs now, it's a mugs game, you know what I mean? And, like all the young ones out there now, I'll tell them, it's a fucking mugs game. It's just misery. It's all the devil's dust. That's all it is. It's just, where there's cocaine now? See, the problem now, people don't have lands. They have fucking crack pipes. <laughs> That was fucking filthy when I was a kid. It was dirty. It was fucking frowned upon. A, a crackhead was worse than a smackhead. 
Now, you, you, I know lads there, decent lads, that's going down London to work all week. They're coming home, blowing the fucking wages on Friday night. Well, they're booked to call them a weekend pint. millionaire. Yeah, it's like, mm. for me, it's it's a new culture. It's accepted. Where our culture wouldn't accept it. It was dirty. Now, it's just accepted. It was like us taking ecstasy. You know, they're now taking the crack pipe and they don't think anything of it. Each generation gets in more involved in more dangerous behaviour than the previous, doesn't it? Of course, it? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, you know. You, don't, you can't turn up for a fight now. Knives. You get your hands chopped off. Yeah. Machetes, you know what I mean? I've been there, I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? Since you got released. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? fucking hell, last year. What, <laughs> what was the... What was oh, the I can't tell the story. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I can't tell the story. Yeah. yeah. The guy almost died. I can imagine. Mm. So you said you stopped working out in, uh, towards the end of your last sentence, but then you went back to the doors. Did you resume your training? Nah, <laughs> didn't need to. Didn't need to. Reputation was there. And it's all different now with the cameras and everything, is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, the last time I put my hands on someone, it had been four years ago. You know, I'm finished with it. We'd been to a, me and my son had been to a uh, bare knuckle do uh, with Richie. Richie Horsley was there. And we, there's a guy called Tommy Nick. He's a lovely lad. And he was struggling to get a lift home. And he lives right at the other end of Artipole to me. I said, we don't mind. We'll take you home, Tommy. Oh, thanks. Well, Jenna said, no, get in, mate. You're welcome, you know. So the wife had dropped us off and she came back. was in Newcastle. She came back to Newcastle to pick us up. So we dropped Tommy off. And I said, I'm hungry. O'Connor said, I am. And we looked out in one of the shops. There was a... Uh, Chinese, I said that'll do. So we get out the motor, we goes in. We're at the fucking counter. We carry in on. I said, "What do you fancy?" And this lad went, "I'm fucking before you." He's talking to me and him. He said, "Fucking both ears." It's not right. And he got up, and I went. He went. Point his finger outside. Crack. Good night. Out fucking cold. Connor, Connor went, fucking hell, Dad. I fucking rammed a big elbow into him. Fucking good night, God bless. elbows. Yeah. <laughs> so we fucking goes out. The wife had seen it happen. What the fuck's going on? I said, he's pointing to get outside. She didn't have to knock him out. I said, well, that's what I was going to do outside. It didn't matter. You know, I'm fucking, I say, I can't arm wrestle and I can't fucking argue. That was my problem. You people coming in saying, I'll arm wrestle you. Get outside, fight. Fight, yeah. That's where it's going to end up. You asking me for arm wrestles? I can't arm wrestle. I can fucking fight. Get outside, and I can't argue. You know, I would never argue. I'd say something to somebody, and if the look in the eyes told me that they didn't agree, I knocked them out. Simple. You know, it's the way it was. What was it like getting reunited with Richie? Because you didn't see Richie for a while, oh, did you? Oh, good. Yeah, it was great. Where, where were you when you reunited with him? I can't remember. I think we went for a drink. All the lads met up and went for a drink, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, fucking hell, crazy times, then. When you think now, it's what fucking 21 year. Where's that gone? <laughs> That's fucking crazy, isn't it? I've never thought, I thought, fucking tell it's 21 year. That's a fucking young adult. That's crazy. Goes fast on drugs. Oh, yeah. And then he goes in prison as well, yeah. Fucking crazy, it's gone, isn't it? You two do need to get together for a podcast, don't you? Yeah. You yes. and Richie. Definitely. Yeah. We'll ask him. But, and you know what the police did with me? I found it fucking bizarre. 
strange. I'd, I was in I was in the pub having a fucking drink. It was a bank holiday Monday. So I said, I was getting a shipment the next day, coming up from London. I was coming up on the train. So I'm in the fucking pub, my phone rings. He's nearly there. I said, he's nearly fucking where? I said, he's nearly in the pub. I said, what the fuck's he doing eight today? It's tomorrow. <laughs> Cross wires. So I had about seven, eight pints. I jumped to me fucking morning. And a fucking Saab 9000 table. It was a fucking lovely car. So I fucking shoots across. And there used to be this road that's not there now. It's a long, long road called Cleveland Road. And I fucking floored up there. Next thing I know, a blue light. I thought, mm. fucking hell. I've seven, eight pints, you know what I mean? I've no fucking license, by the way. But, you know, they had no license to take off me. So, anyway, he asked me my name. And he said, right, I'm go, I'm go about the car. Stay where you're at. Turn the engine off. So he goes and sits in his car and he's in there about 10 minutes. So what the fuck's going on here? So he comes back. He said, maybe you had a drink today. I said, yeah, I had one pint with me dad. Fuck a lad, throw me teeth, you know what I mean? Mm. He went, uh, oh, that's when he went to the car and he came back and he went, you're free to go? I went, I'm what? He said, you're free to go? Well, I can just fuck off. He went, yeah. So I turned the car on. A fucking wheel spun at loads of smoke <laughs> and took off and he didn't do a fucking thing. So for the next few days, I'm thinking, what's someone going on here? Are they following you? No. They put me on spot and report. It was fucking bizarre. They couldn't talk to me or arrest me or question me, anything. There was that much. I was doing that much. It's like people getting hurt and stuff. So what they would do... If I'd pull up at the traffic lights and there's a police car there, I'd go, see you, you fucking wanker. <laughs> and they'd just go. And then the radio went, we'd just seen Vulture at the traffic lights on Raby Road. So they could spot me and report me. They couldn't question me. It was fucking bizarre. I was like, yeah, there's a fucking keys, just do what you want. Mm. Fuck me. I was driving around with kilos on the fucking, <laughs> on the passenger seat. Fucking seatbelt on fucking <laughs> seatbelt on it, you know what I mean? And a fucking jeep, fucking took the doors <laughs> and the roof off a jeep. No tax, no test, no out. I was just fucking doing what I wanted for about, well, not about two years, you know. Mm. Honest to fucking God, crazy. Spot report the fucking weirdest thing they've ever done to me in their fucking life. <laughs> I was like, that, that does not... It, it, it's obvious, if I know one spot report, I'm not going to go and hurt anybody and get seen in that area because it's going to go back to me. Don't think that I know that. <laughs> Fucking crazy, mate, honestly. You said there was a couple of times when you clouted coppers. Yeah. What, what were those circumstances? Oh, when we were fucking kids, we used to batter them all the time when I was young. <coughs> fucking 15, 16-year-old. Mm. But they uh, called us the Bruss Army. There was post-cold war, post-cold wars then. Mm. A lot of it goes on down here now, isn't it? It is all over yeah, now, used yeah. to, When I was 15-year-old, it was post-cold wars. Uh, you're from a certain area, you couldn't go into that area, you'd get fucking smashed a bit, you know what I mean? But we were like, we had over 100 lads in ours, so it was a big old firm for us. And the busies would come round, see the thing to do with the one, we just fucking batter them. Just batter them, brick them, batter them. Railway line where it was, the brush, and we just fucking batter them, brick them with bricks, smash the cars up, fucking you name it. So early on, yeah, I was, I was fucking putting my hands on police at an early age. <laughs> Other than the caveman, then, what's the craziest Richie Horsley story involving you two? Fuck. 
Too many to mention. I know. I remember one night it kicked off. And it was Fifth Avenue in Paradise Alley. And I remember, I thought, fucking hell. We were stepping over fucking knocked out bodies. Well, me and Richie and a few of the lads was fucking mm -hmm. going through them like. And, they were, and when we stopped and finished and I looked, they were all over the fucking place, all over the road. <laughs> and it was like, I went to Richie, fucking hell. They're crazy, crazy. Like the um, Grim Reaper had been through there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fucking crazy. Seen from a zombie movie, yeah. I worked at a place called the Mayfair Centre, you know. I got the head doorman's job on there. Richie worked there with us, a few of the lads. I mean, lads I was in the Bruce Army with worked with us, you know. So this night, fucking Jimmy White, the snooker player. Jimmy was coming to play snooker. So the boss said to me, have you got a couple of lads? I said, yeah. So I, I took two brothers up, actually. I grew up with uh, Keith Wallace and Richie Wallace. I took them up. And I went over, the boss introduced me to Jimmy and his manager. So he went off, I'm talking away, and I said, right, I've got two lads here for you, Jimmy. I said, the, you know, they'll look after you. That's what you need, you know, nobody will bother you. Right, no problem. As I'm walking away, I heard him say, go to the bar for us. I went, I went back, I went, he's not going to no bar for you, pal. I need him to go to the bar. I said, ask a fucking barmaid. I said, they're here to look after you and nothing but. So I said to them, don't be going to fucking bar for either of these. Well, I'm fucking, I said, I don't give a fuck, mate. His manager piped in, so I ended up with a pair of them. The fucking head, I smashed the fucking head together. I said, you fucking listen to me, you pair of fucking knobheads. And the boss come over and he went, vulture, vulture, fuck me, we'll be on the front of Sun tomorrow. I said, just fucking talk to him and talk to these like a dicks. I said, fuck off, fucking simple. <laughs> fucking, they're doing the job. Fucking not, they're not bar staff. Would you have played up if, in one of his clubs? No. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't met Richard yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forced to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> it was one of them, uh, it was a cabaret place that it would today. Mainly I would do like six weeks over the Christmas because it was out the way, it was a lovely venue and you'd done weddings there and stuff. I had my wedding there. Um, he'd, you have like cabarets and comedians on for six weeks. So we always had the lads on there, you know what I mean? It was good. It was a good, good place, good bar. Was, you know, not a lot of idiots, no fighting. They were all wax dudes, you know, like butchers, you know, like fucking all get tickets for the Mayfair table for six or there'll be a table for 20, you know what I mean? So they were all colleagues, work colleagues and that. So most of the time it was good. But yeah, Jimmy White, the little prick, his manager. <laughs> fucking, I should have bitch slapped him. How were you? How were you first approached for selling your story online on on YouTube and stuff? It was Richie, um, Davy Robson. I've done a podcast with. Shout him. out to Davy Robson. Watched it three hours. Brilliant. Yeah, nice one, mate. Yeah, um, we'll put the link down there for you, Davy. Thanks. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. yeah uh, he's just starting out. Um, I think Richie put him onto it and said to him, you know, he said, I want something to do. And Richie, so why do you do start doing the podcasting? So he looked into it and Richie got Mick Sorbian for him. Um, then he got me and Richie said to me, I went, I wasn't fucking interested in podcasting that. I never was. I've been asked a few times. You are an amazing speaker. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've been asked a few say. times. Right, thank you. 
Um, I've been asked loads of times to do things and book. I've, I've never been interested. My son said to his dad, fucking hell, you've done it all. He said, fucking go and do it. So I thought, so he contacted me, Davey. I didn't know the kid, say. I didn't, he was from Hartlepool, but I didn't know him. He's a good boxer, by the way. Great boxer. Right. Um, so I said, yeah, fuck it, yeah, we'll do it. And yeah, I met him a couple of times and we talked about stories and that. And then you've seen the three hour, five minutes, and everyone's saying, fucking hell, that's mad. <laughs> that is crazy. It's difficult <laughs> to get people to talk for an hour. I know, yeah. I've <laughs> always been like this, you know. I've yeah. always been you know, from a young age. Yeah. Telling the story, yeah. Yeah, when I tell a story, people say to me, fucking hell, I was there. I was actually there, you know what I mean? I was in the story. I felt that today. Definitely. <laughs> I've been watching it, yeah. yeah. So, have you, so have you had people reach out to you then who've watched it? and? Yeah, yeah, loads. There's loads of people reached out. Carlton Leach has watched it, apparently. Cass Pennant, uh, Bonington Patterson... Um, and possibly a, a, a little movie walk on for me and Barrington, making a movie about Barrington. You know, so. Well, we've, we'll got a bu- we've got a book publishing company if you want to get your book published. Well, that was my next one. <laughs> I think I want to do a book. Definitely. I think you yeah. Do you know what I want to do? You know what I'd like to do? I'd, write, I'd like to write the first chapter mm. and then let people, oh, I know, write the rest. Mm. From their version. What happened? When I was there. What, the lads or the family? Or Richie. Lads. Yeah, Richie. Yeah. Other lads, people I know. Not, Ke- not Kevin. Not Kevin. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> not Kevin. Certainly not Kevin. Yeah, so are you on social media or anything? I am, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Do you want people to follow you on Facebook? Yeah, you can do. You uh, Paul Pounder, you'll find me on there. Um, I should put Vulture on there, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. Change the name to Vulture or something. Have you got an Insta? Or Vulture. No, I don't bother them. Insta. What's fucking Insta? <laughs> TikTok. Honest to God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got, I've, I get YouTube on, on me telly mm. and I'm signed into that, but I can't remember me fucking password and now so there's 80 odd comments on the fucking pod, Davy Robson's podcast and I can't reply to them. Oh. So I'm going to have to get somebody. I'm do you want him to help much. you in a minute, so, like help you with it? You could do, mate. I'm sure you have to do that, yeah, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Do, yeah, do, you have a fo- do you use your phone for YouTube or no? Yeah, I do, yeah, but I can, yeah. I can comment. I, can, I can't even watch my own fucking podcast to be told mm. for me on my phone because it's, it's adult content, it says, and won't let me watch it. What is it? Oh. I put me, did you see me promo for that podcast? Like the trailer for it? Yeah, like a promo. Yeah, yeah. Were you, yeah. Are you walking along or something? Yeah, yes. walking through a tunnel. That's, that's a, it, yeah. That's a yeah, brush, yeah, that's yeah. A brush where I grew up, that tunnel. That was the first that's, thing I saw, actually, was that. Yeah, that's where I grew yeah. up from there. So yeah. I put that on TikTok and the fucking, it's just the music or the message saying, mm. what is it, infringements? Community guidelines. But then I look at everyone on TikTok and it's all fucking music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got one taken down. Did you? Before we go, can we discuss that t- tattoo on your hand? It's a knuckle duster and it says tools of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept looking at it. I couldn't read what it was saying. Yeah, tools of the trade. Oh, I love it. Uh, that is brilliant. I used to like a knuckle duster. You got quite a few on there. Yeah, that's yeah. Dave, that was David Courtney's favourite as well. I'd only use it in my left hand, though, for a jab. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You start hitting people with the right hand, big right Gone. hand, you just fucking kill them, like. Mm. Tear lumps out of them, in fact. Volts is going to teach you some punches after this. Yeah, definitely. That's to get your jab <laughs> and your cross. So you don't you use your elbow. Get your hip. So, oh, the elbow, so yeah. The elbow, yes, we'll do that. Yes. So you're still into the martial arts, you're still into the teaching? No, no. no. Finished a long time ago. I've done nothing for years now. No. You know, mm. just uh, just relax now, chill out. Enjoy life after yeah. everything you've been through. But you think you're lucky to be alive, aren't you? There's more stories in all, mate. There's more stories, believe yeah. me. There's more stories. Wow. There's some I can't tell. Of course. You know, there always some is. I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's fucking interesting life. But I look at it, you know, Sean. Mm. I watch my podcast. Mm. And I thought, I just fucking me talking. Mm. It's, it, it, you know, I've been there and I've done it. I know I've done that and I'm talking about it. What's fucking so good about it? What it Everyone's is. saying to me, fucking hell, that's brilliant. I'm like... When you've lived it, you take it for granted. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it, it, but to normal people, yeah. it's extreme. Yeah. 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 Crazy, yeah. isn't it? Let's one for part two. Yeah. With Richie. With Richie. <laughs> could do. Yeah, so let, let us know in the comments what you thought about today's video. And the links will be down there if you want to reach out to Vulture and follow him on Facebook or anything else and or check his other podcasts out. Jen's links are down there if you want some organic cotton clothing. And give me a follow on Insta, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, it's so hard. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Enjoy that. Sorry, did you take me there? Oh, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Vulture. Yeah, cheers. Well done,